podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. And of course, I'm so out of practice that I don't even know where he went. It's the COVID, guys. This is the first thing the COVID attacks is your... Eh, there he was. Is your ability to get a Devonani... There he is. <laughs> a Devonani uh, Rel uh, sound cue. That's what COVID yes. attacks first. Uh, look, this is an exciting episode, everybody. We're back uh, after what I would describe as a lengthy, uh, fatigue-induced hiatus. Uh, of course, Andy, I'm referring to, was very sleepy. I was so uh, sleepy. <laughs> no. Fun fact, I got COVID. So if you didn't know that, that's where the show was. I was uh, sort of uh, out of out of commission. Funny, Andy, that you and I, correct me if I'm wrong, we're going yeah. to record the night before I found out I had COVID. That's right. But I texted you and said, I'm not feeling great. I'm just going to go to bed. Right. And I said, and... no, the fans. <laughs> he did, repeatedly. <laughs> he kept calling me and waking me. But I kept saying uh, the whole time he had the COVID. The fans, the fans. I said, I don't care what you have. <laughs> Uh, so I, uh, was, I was out, I was done. I was out cold for, for a little while, a couple weeks there. Uh, once I was sort of able to hold the breath, uh, we did record, we got the Patreon episodes done. Yeah. We squeaked those uh, out. And this one has been sitting in the can. So Andy and I recorded this, uh, gosh, I don't remember. We co- recorded it like early January, correct? I guess so. It's whenever yeah, the and I was, ga- I was supposed after. to put it up. And then I was like not feeling great. So I kept putting off like dealing with the files and throwing Andy's track with my track and processing it. And then I got COVID and then I completely lost the will to remember that I had to do that. And yeah. as a result, uh, there was an episode just sitting in the can. I mean, can you imagine what is this episode going to be like? What is what is it? What does pre-COVID me sound like? I mean, it was, it was a, a whole different his, you. Pep in his step, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you hadn't you hadn't looked death hard in the face. Yeah, I hadn't uh, come round the other side. I hadn't been through the looking glass, as they say. This is like this is like pre-stabbed in the heart, Picard. Picard yeah, yeah, this is this. I do feel a lot like Lieutenant Junior Grade Picard right now. Yeah, I feel like I, I I I feel like this episode I was I was Captain Picard yeah. that you're about to hear, and then now I feel like Lieutenant Junior Grade Picard in astrophysics. Right, it's like the version of you that does James Bonding versus the version on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> That's Junior <laughs> Lieutenant Junior know. Grade Picard. I don't even know. Which, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that said, wow. I mean, look, it's it's crazy. Like, also part of me feels like. The COVID might have been like mentally induced, you know, in an effort to make sure that we never finish Star Trek The Next Generation. 
Oh, that's a nice way of looking at it. Because we're getting we're getting so close to season seven, Andy. It's coming around the corner here. We have I two know. more episodes. Two more I episodes, know. and we will be staring uh, all good things in the face before you know it. I Which honestly I am so means... excited about DS Nine. Yeah, I can't we'll just... believe younger me would have been shocked because I was I had so written it off, and now because of all of everyone's talking about how great it is i'm really excited yeah i mean so yeah all of you people out there have, uh, so this is second chances then there's a uh, timescape and mm-hmm. then there is uh descent part one and then we're in season seven so it's coming around the corner i hope you're all ready for it we are gonna we're gonna get there we're gonna do it together everyone's gonna be excited and andy will finally be able to give star trek the next generation a number of andy's uh, Matt, uh, the series as a whole. I uh, I selected a, a few um, well wishing notes that I thought might uh, do. Might these be count as hails? Um, they, I, I believe they do. But you're going to open. We remember we have a later hail bag. I in know the, in it's the show. Throw everything. But off. yeah, but you're right. We should Wait, open up the hail bag. This might actually. This might actually be the first time we can use this one, Andy. It's <laughs> a good. Captain, incoming message. <laughs> it's so accurate. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Worf. Um, Erica Vanover uh, writes, uh, "Yay!" Uh, so this was this was some of these were uh, post hearing that you're okay. Great. And some of these <laughs> some were, of them were this Erica Vanover was heard I got COVID and went, "Yay!" <laughs> yeah, she was really excited that you. Uh, here, let me see if I can. I, I ordered these wrong. As it should be no surprise. Um, so uh, uh, here's one. Um, oh yeah, so here it's okay. I think this will this will be the marking point. So Frederick Roy writes. Uh, remember, a cruise, a crew. Matt's first duty is to getting better. Aww. Uh Lieutenant Timothy Cesarano writes. Uh, good pizza. All, it's to the truth. A good but pizza. Second. <laughs> <laughs> and it's is it is it is it just for everyone eh, we don't have to get into it timmy <laughs> timothy cesarano writes a good pizza to cover up the bad covid oh um, yes andy <laughs> sent me a good pizza to cover up the bad covid i did how well how were you you never told me how you liked it was that a good one i gotta tell you it was it was uh i delicious you know if i tasted the thought behind it it was the most delicious pizza i've ever had in my life Oh, could you not taste it because of the taste loss? No, I could taste it. Let me tell you about that pizza, Andy. Okay. It is it's I don't even know if I'd call it pizza. It's it's very bready. I'd, I'd call it a thick flat bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very bready. Yeah. yeah. I had no warning. Did but it, was I enjoyed it, it. Did well you made an off kilter choice with the mushrooms. I would have uh, gone with the meat option. Well, I like well the meat just I felt like it was like so much meat that I yeah. was like, I don't know. Yeah. Not like I was trying <laughs> to be healthy. <laughs> I was like, I know. The answer <laughs> is yes. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, uh, Michael C. Bazuruski uh, writes, how many Andes does this infection get? Zero. Oh, that's Zero a good Andes. question. Oh, yeah. I was going to yeah. rate it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That was his joke. But you go like ahead and rate it. On a scale of like one to ten, let's say ten, a ten Andy bout with COVID. I'm I'm no longer with you people. I'm gone. Yeah, uh, I would say a one Andy bout with COVID <laughs> is like we definitely got this episode out much earlier, and you heard it almost in a timely fashion. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I would say I had 
Um, very, I would say it was a middle of the road COVID. It was a, I would say it was a five or a six COVID. The fatigue thing was Five or six on a virus is pretty high. (laughs) Well, uh, I would say at, at, okay, I would say at a six, you have to go to the hospital. Yeah, I guess, yeah, okay. So six is hospital. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I had a five. Right. Yeah. And, and somehow my wife and child did not contract it from me. I cannot believe that. That's crazy. Well, they must know, I, really. I, I they must distance up. themselves from you normally. <laughs> I honestly, what I was like thinking to myself was like, what is what is the difference here? Why don't they have it? Yeah. And then I realized that like our house is full of air purifiers, oh. which we got when the fires were really bad and the air quality was terrible. Yeah, my wife ended up filling the house with air purifiers, so we had a we have a bunch of those running constantly. Um, and I feel like that's not something that is discussed often like they discuss it in terms of like offices and airplanes oh don't worry we have good air purifier but they don't talk about you know loading it up in like honestly that's all i can think of that did it so but and then the second that i found out i had it i did the i did the cdc recommended quarantine for 10 days so i stayed in our bedroom yeah uh the first two days i wore a mask at home yeah, and like even though I was in the room by myself, and uh, had no real had no contact with Dory or Henry, and and uh, if I had to like go out into the into the kitchen or something to get like a drink of water or whatever, yeah, I, I would have to announce my presence beforehand so everyone so that Dory knew to mask up. Yeah, <laughs> so I would just yell Biku, which is all the only like one of my son's favorite. Uh, nonsensical phrases to say is Biku, Biku, Biku. Uh, so I would uh. just yell Biku, and then I would go put my mask on, and she'd put hers on, and then I would go get a drink. Sounds like a sounds like Grogu. Yeah, it was quite a it was quite a quite a uh, what do you say a system? Quite a system. Now what I don't understand is isn't it is it doesn't it hang in the air? It's just I never understand what the what the level of. Well, I mean, theoretically, yeah, I guess it does. But also, I think I got like a pretty low viral load. Uh huh. To begin with, so that's your nickname. Yeah, that is my nickname. Um, but I think I think I got it in my eyes. Yeah. Because I always wear a mask, and I the only places I went were uh, the grocery store and the guitar center. Yeah. Almost definitely, probably got it there. <laughs> yeah. Now in Guitar Center, did you go into into the little rooms with the special guitars? <laughs> well, that's not a little room anymore. It's a giant. It's oh. a giant room. Yeah. So I was I was never in like a small space. Um, but you definitely touched guitars. Yeah, and I lingered for sure. And then and then I think I, I didn't wash my hands. So I'm guessing it was like a surface transmission, right, or something. I've yeah, heard yeah. that from other people that like because they have made less of the surface transmission stuff. Um and that there's less worry with for food. For a while, I just believed. I was like, "Oh, well, surface surgery is not really a thing with this. It's all respiratory and comes in through the air." Right. That's what I thought. But I assume that's assuming you you know you wash your hands and you don't forget and you touch you don't touch your face or eyes right. or something. Yeah, and I'm but the king. It's of, like you know that's I'm very, the king of touching my face. That is what everybody. Those are your two football nicknames when you played football. Face touching toucher. your face, Myra. Give the ball to touching your face, Myra. Wait, you mean low viral load? Yeah. <laughs> Go low viral road. Load. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Bezaruski also uh, <laughs> asked the question, Matt, would you recommend they contract this disease? <laughs> <laughs> 
I would say no. I do recommend that you get the vaccine when available for you. Thank you. Or what do you do, Matt? What do you mean, what do I do? When are you due? Do you have any? Oh. Is there any reason you would have it? The vaccine? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, there's pre-existing conditions, which I count for the asthma. Yeah. Oh, I don't know you had um, asthma. Yeah. And I think because of that, I am I can get it. I mean, I, I would guess, I don't know, I'd guess I'd be fully vaccinated. I'd guess I'd be vaccinated by, like, May. Yeah. California's moving at a snail's pace because there's eight bajillion people here. Really interesting to see. I don't really, it seems like theoretically if you're a responsible person i don't know how much having the vaccine is going to change your behavior so it'll be interesting to see if you're that. a responsible person how much having the vaccine because behavior. you could well, theoretically I, you know i would say that i would if i had the vaccine i'd feel certainly i'd feel better about if i was traveling yeah, you feel safer certainly yeah, yeah yes so i mean my parents got both doses already mm. Um, they're ready. Did they to live go. in the high life. Did they go they to Italy? Are. They they did not go to Italy. They're 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 just you know living that Florida life. Uh, did your parents get it yet? They did. Yeah. Yep. Are they going? Where? What are they doing? What? How's their daily life changed? Just staying in New York. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, and I think the second I get it, I, I will. I will. I mean, honestly, like my, I haven't been to Las Vegas in over a year, so that's probably where I'd go. Well, actually, you know what? It hasn't been a year yet. It's been eleven and a half months. I feel like I'm. I feel fairly certain you will be the only person in that casino that even got the vaccine. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Um, Richard Craig wrote, uh, "Hope you're feeling better." Was a bit shocked and concerned to learn of your positive test, and uh, uh, hoping that you make a swift a recovery as possible. But please focus on you. The pods can wait until you have kicked COVID's. Quote, treacherous, tall she ass. Do you think that was a throwaway take? <laughs> well, I, just, I got one more. I want to try this. I want to try this. Like, yeah. honestly, if I, if, I, if I think about how it happened, yeah. they, because clearly he's on the set of Discovery, right? Right. So my guess is he was shooting Discovery. Yeah. And then they had that scene. And they just let him direct it. Oh, you because, think he he because they're it. not because they're not gonna bring they're not gonna because the Picard shoots in Santa Clarita, uh -huh. you know, uh -huh. so the director's not gonna go out there, right, to Toronto to film that. Oh, you know, because it's all the same production. Like you know, like when you would like would when we'd shoot a school tag or something. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was just like, well, they're over there. Just have do that now. Right. So I, I, part of me is like, I bet he directed himself in that. And so he, he came up with the alt himself? Oh, no, I don't think that was an alt. Oh, I think that okay. was in the script. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't seem like something Frakes would have proposed for the last line. But, uh, well, I mean, look, it's, it's kind of joyful and delightful, especially if it takes place in an alternate universe, which in my brain it does. <laughs> Non-canon. Interesting theory. <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Alexis Boussier, CPMV, writes, uh, oh no, hoping for a quick recovery. Also, Anda, Andy, be extra safe. The TNC act of succession is a mess. <laughs> yeah, after you, who is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm not even sure I'm, t I'm number two. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's like I think it's uh it's 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 uh, Nacho. Nacho's yeah. number two. Nacho's number two. <laughs> uh maybe Master Chief 
Garrison. Yeah, I think I think after one of us goes down, the other one can't continue. So then it just clicks down to the next two people. Mike so Man and Josh Bald so, in there. So it goes, it goes <laughs> us. One of us gets sick or, or passes. Then it goes Nacho and Garrison do it. Sure. And then if one of those goes, one of them goes down, it's it's Mike Man and Josh Bald. <laughs> yeah. Then if one of them goes down, it's Paul Paul Brisk. Paul Brisk, sure. <laughs> <laughs> then it's then it's the donkey of prey, Lauren Gleason. Is, is uh, <laughs> this is this is turning into our shoutouts? Then it's the goddess of carbs, right there. That's our. That's the. Should we just should we do our shoutouts at the end of this podcast, and everyone will just know that's the order of succession? Great and terrible Lizak would be up there, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, maybe we'll set. Maybe we'll like. Oh, maybe we'll appoint a special council to uh, vote. On the new <laughs> hosts of the show. Sure. <laughs> Again, only to be used if one of us is incapacitated. There's going to be a lot of lobbying for that. I am delighted by it. Um, Andrew Gibson uh, writes, uh, Dr. Crusher is sad. She can't. Oh, this is after you got back. Yeah. This is after you were okay. Oh, so let me go back to the. Um, Chris says, I'm sorry. I'm going to go back to this first. Chris says, he's back. Never doubted it. If repeat viewings of Shades of Grey could take down Captain Myra, no damn killer virus is going to. <laughs> now let's get this shambolic podcasting caravan back on the road. Be well, Andy. Stay say, stay, say well, Matt. Uh, Christopher P. Gill, a.k.a. the chairman of the Borg, wrote, uh, Welcome back, Matt. Please go slow and ease your way back into things. And um, and then these are the last two. Uh, Andrew Gibson wrote, Dr. Crusher is sad she can't autopsy him now. <laughs> That's all she wants Kurt, to do. I'm not even dead. And then get Kurt away, Kelly Beverly. Responded. Beverly, get away. Kurt Kelly responded, why can't she? Never stopped her before. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's true. So um, So, yeah, the, a lot of really endless, if you ever want to dip into it, ever, endless. That's thank very, you guys so much for your support, Matt. Everybody was patient. Kind. Very, out of thousands of people. Very few people, maybe this is more of an indication nobody cared. Very few people even prodded. Um, and the ones that did were incredibly polite and nice about, you know, when's the next uh, that pod coming That is out. very sweet of them. Yeah. And I appreciate it. And nothing but uh, well-wishers. But, I mean, this is Andy. I guess we should just, like, toss it over to ourselves. Yeah. And then uh, we'll be back at the end with some Patriot names. That's true. Exciting. We've managed to continue with the Patreon, so if you've been out of it, there's uh, some more episodes in there, and we'll be continuing this if month. If you really want to hear very, very, very post-COVID me, that's where you'd go. This is the first time that emotionally I'm in charge of the podcast. He doesn't have the energy. <laughs> so true. It's actually not true. No, I, think <laughs> I think it's you're true. the same as always. Uh, all right. Uh, over to us. Take good, good job, us. Go for Way it. Go. Don't fuck this episode up, us. Crush it. You know, it's funny. Is like we're talking to ourselves, and the episode is second chances. So there's two of us and two Rikers. Wow. Pretty meta. I would. I wonder if I would. Would you get along with you? No. Yeah, I wouldn't get along with. Well, me I either. would in the sense that we'd both want to be alone. Right. <laughs> so. I think my internal mean voice would be an external mean voice. Oh my god! Maybe I need me around. <laughs> Keep you in line. Yeah. For I mean, geez, Louise. Okay. All right. There's us. Bye. Bye. 
Hey everybody, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. And I'm Devin Oniral. And I'm God. Wow, they're both with us, as always. Hey everyone, welcome to your Star Trek The Next Conversation. It's a double shot of Riker, it's second chances. We're not taking any chances here. We're going straight to the Admiral's Club. Good Uh, you did forget something. <laughs> no. Yes, watch the episode. Okay, everybody? <laughs> you sure you want to do Matt, this now, buddy? You have them watch this episode? Yeah, you should watch the episode. It's Double Your Riker. That's what I forgot, right? That was what you forgot, yeah. Oh, okay. It's weird that That's we did right. it inside the Admiral's Club. It is. I, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> um... Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, our first New Year with our regular right. audience, non, non-patrons. Patrons yeah. have already had a double shot of New Year's, Andy and Matt. That's right. We, th- we thought it was going to be totally different than 2020. Turns out it's uh, it's got some shades of 2020. 2021 does. Look, I think the <laughs> best thing about 2021 is it's just one year closer to the end. Yeah. <laughs> the end of time? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's an interesting way of spinning it. The sun's fuel will eventually burn out. <laughs> oh, just our our solar system. I think, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, the end of right. our system and, and, and the universe might collapse before that. I don't know. So you're not rooting for, uh, for, for Starfleet to get up and going and us to be uh, searching around the universe? I guess I would be, Andy. I guess I'm rooting for the Vulcans to make contact, but I'd like them to find some reason to make contact. Because mm. right now we're acting like every fucking planet picard sends an away team to that Worf gets shot at you know what i mean how bad were things when we discovered warp on earth they were still pretty shitty right a lot of factions you know uh no centralized government Uh uh-huh um it was a kind of a mess it was post-world war three and did the vulcans turn it around for us or did we just sort of i think we just like figure it out and they waited us out I think it's like once there are aliens, uh-huh. then then you're like, oh, <laughs> there's somebody else watching, <laughs> and also it's like, oh, so like everything in the in the in the in our religious text isn't isn't um, uh, point for point accurate. We could interpret them differently. We're not the center of the universe. Oh, let's all come together. I assume oh. that's what happened. I, I think it, again, it I wasn't maybe... there. Not <laughs> yeah, we'll see. They, uh, I, I think it's uh, there's an element of like, it's like you know, you don't think anyone's watching, and then suddenly when you think someone's watching, then it's like, boo, I should clean up my act. <laughs> or, or it's like, uh, oh, wait a second, why are we hating each other? There's this whole other alien race we can all that hate also together. could be another thing. Certainly, Enterprise would support that. There's a lot of Vulcans aggression towards the Vulcans. Anyway. We're in the Admiral's Club. We Matt, are. how do they get in here? They just have to leave a five-star review. They can write whatever they'd like. As long as it's five stars, you'll be welcome to the Admiral's Club, and Andy will select your uh, review if you're lucky enough to be right on the show. Andy, who do we have this week? Our first is from C. Patterson 1177, who says very, uh, very topically, Happy New Year, uh, and then adds, Happy New Year and Happy Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. 
the dude never bowls writes i secured a subreddit I, I don't get a lot of opportunity to play our theme on this show. oh okay this is matt's rendition <laughs> happy festivus everybody someone in uh <laughs> someone in the uh in the patreon requested because we kept mentioning Seinfeld, that uh, Matt do his rendition on his bass of uh, the Seinfeld theme. And there you go. And, and I then forgot now... about it. And I had like, uh, what did I have? I had like three hours to figure it out. And then that was what I came up with. And you know what? It's so Sounds imperfect. like a lot of excuses as far it's as, so I, imperfect as I can tell. that it's perfect. Uh, I think it's delightful. It's and then we play perfect. that along with the Seinfeld segment. Uh, to take place of uh, Frank's not to come on so if you're, with our Voyager episodes. We want to hop over. We just finished up season one of Voyager, everybody. Um, the Dude Never Bowls writes, I secured a subreddit. Hey, I apparently asked the owner of uh, reddit.com r.tnc for their subreddit. I don't remember doing this, so anyways, it's yours if you want it. Also, you guys are my best Star Trek friends. You're my Aww. only Star Trek friends. I like being someone's best Star Trek friend. He stated it's there were his only Star Trek friends, which I, you I know don't what? care. Dude I'll never bowls. I don't even buy that. I'll, I'll take it. Do you want uh, the Reddit? No, no, no. I'll take the being the best Star Trek friend. The Reddit response, like I would, what would I do with that? In the sense that I mean, I would know what to do with it, but I don't know that I'd have time to actually do anything with it. Maybe reach out to uh, Mass like Chief Rob, Rob, Rob Garrison. Garrison. <laughs> See if he has any. As if you're not already doing eight thousand things. Or you know what? Maybe Get, Rob can find somebody uh, who who does want to take it over that he trusts. Because I trust he, Chief Pe- Chief Petty Officer Matt Petty Petty Chief. <sighs> I trust Rob. Matt's a little worn down today. No, it's I'm a little not. Na- I'm like very nauseous right now. Uh, oh, I thought you were joking. So you really did eat too much. Well, I I fasted. I did like a twenty hour fast, and then I you're ate following Secunda's plan t- too fast. Um, uh. Oh, and that's like also Secundus I just I just went into the house and I was like, I, f- I was feeling so sick and I just was like, I gotta lay on this couch. And then Andy texted me because appropriately was, he's like, Hey, do you want to record today or tomorrow? And I had already blown off last night by forgetting I had had a poker game. Andy was all ready to go, and then Matt, of course, delayed it. So if anyone wonders why these things get delayed, like I said, it's both of us. Uh, and then I felt I was feeling bad about that, so I was like, All right, I feel a little sick. Well, but, I don't want to. There's a but. There's a window here, and I'm going to take it because I'll feel better if we get this done. So here. We I are. don't. You know, just for the record, I, I would. I would be happy to reschedule. You I absolutely wanna... would, but like I know what my schedule's like. Like, all right. Well, if you don't well, have time, got, that's fine. I got the, the kid. You know. Uh, no, sure. In fact, Dory's taking him to the gar some some public garden right now. Which Ooh, I, that sounds nice. Which I didn't know until I walked in the house. So really, it all kind of the timing all kind of worked out. All right. So, except for your, except for except your nausea. for me being horribly nauseous from eating two giant chocolate chip muffins. You know what? Now your physical state will match those of our listeners. There you go. You guys must be nauseous listening to us talk about foods. Just a chocolate muffin? That's chocolate all that chip, did to for chocolate you? Chocolate chip muffin. Two. Uh uh-huh. like softball size. Like and right. they're 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 giant. You finish the one. I, this I is because this is one. my experience. Yeah. And then you were like, oh, that's fine. That was very tasty. And then just, you didn't need another, but the mall was calling Not you. Not at all. I didn't need another, but what happened yeah. was I went to clean it out of my wife's car because I had taken her car this morning with Henry. Henry and I went to drop off uh, Bo at daycare, uh, the dog. And then we, uh, I was like, oh, let's kill some time. 
let's go out. I go to this one particular donut shop in Culver City called Donut King because I like their muffins the most. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, come on, let's go get a chocolate chip muffin. And then the lady was so happy to see the baby. And then she threw in a, an extra giant chocolate chip muffin. <laughs> oh, sure. and then Charity was your enemy. A, it turned into a thing of like, so I ate one in the car while listening to, uh, what were we listening to? Ira Glass, whatever that show is. This American this Life. American Life. Yeah, and it was like sad, 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 wonderfully produced story after sad, wonderfully produced story. There was like one story about, I started feeling bad for, I, I was like thinking about Andy during one of the stories, feeling very sad. <laughs> I wonder which one it was. Uh, so many different sad stories that could apply to me. Well, I was thinking about it because like they were talking about, this is exactly why our podcast is so long. Uh they were talking about this thing in New York that's happening right now in the dating scene where you find your find your winter is what they call uh-huh. it because of the lockdown. No one wants to get lo- on a, in a lockdown alone. Uh-huh. So everybody's just settling for people that yeah. they don't feel like really like normally it'd be like, well, I'll go on one or two dates with this person, but right. I don't want to be exclusive. And now in New York, the dating scene is like, we'll go on one date. Hey, we should delete our hinge app. <laughs> Right. I think I saw it coming. And, and I, I thought of it and I was like, oh. And I felt, I was like, Andy. Yeah. I definitely, uh, I definitely didn't switch, switch gears. <laughs> that's for sure. And hence, I'm spending the winter alone. And then they talked to like one, one woman who like ended up just buying a stuffed animal. <laughs> and I was oh, yeah. like, eh, all right. Well, at least Andy think- has, at least you have uh, Omar. That's right. I have yeah. a live stuffed animal. Meow. Um, and I have food. Food is my stuffed animal. Yeah, but then um, there was like another story that they listened that, that was about a woman whose daughter was one of the first home kidney dialysis patients, like and like in nineteen sixty five. And you know, she was a wonderful woman and she was just talking about it and like her daughter started feeling better, but you know, they always were clear that it was a life extension, not a cure to treatment. And the daughter Ugh. died four years later. And Whoa. It was just like, I was just like, this is so depressing. And then meanwhile, so it was depressing. So I was stress eating a chocolate chip muffin. <laughs> <laughs> and then we came home and I was laying on the, I just like, I said to Dory, it was like 1130 in the morning. I was like, can you handle Henry's lunch? And she's like, yeah, because I'd had him all morning and I just laid down on the couch and apparently I fell asleep for 45 minutes. Then well, I woke up and I was like, mm, I need something in my mouth. How about a chocolate sure, chip muffin? Sure, of course. How about the course, other need, chocolate chip muffin? You need a wake-up treat. Who doesn't? <laughs> uh, well, if it makes you feel any better, my uh, my uncle had a birthday, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and he was very non-forthcoming about what he wanted. And he said, hey, you can bring me a, an oatmeal raisin cookie. So I did some research and found out what the best oatmeal raisin cookies were in L.A., mm-hmm. or at least were, were purported to be and then i realized they also had butterscotch blondies which uh, i love a blondie and i love butterscotch so or that and then i was like well you know since i'm ordering i'm putting in an order and i just got a huge tray of cookies you want to make it worth stuff. their time right <laughs> right yeah i don't want to just be a douche hey, do give you, me a couple of cookies is that how you convince yourself because i always convince myself of like well i don't want to do a tiny it's silly for a postmate to come all the way over here with one i sandwich. think you do feel silly ordering a tiny thing yeah so. and it's like i don't want to them to just come slut like all the way over here just for one sandwich i should get three or five sandwiches 
And uh, my uncle said, well, I'll have one if you have one of these with me. And I, so I had one with him. But the truth is, I don't really, I don't understand oatmeal raisin cookies. I yeah. don't know what the, this was a good one, but I, I don't care about it. And then I came home and I ate virtually everything else in the box. <laughs> so we're of one mind. Was that this morning? Uh, no, that was uh, two days ago. How do you, I mean, because I just like, oh, I feel so ill right now. But anyway. Um, I d- I've definitely noted the distinction. I've not been able to make any adjustment between the first overindulgence, just putting me on cloud nine, just feeling great. And then just having that thought of like, this is where you should stop and not being able to stop. Yeah. I mean, I got a, I got, I downloaded an app like last week, this fasting app. It just like you track it, you know, you start your fast, you hit the button on the app, and that tells you how long you're going for, and then you look at it. And what whatever. kicked you into a fasting zone? Wait, I was uh, like a, a Reddit post on the front. I was like, oh yeah, you know, I should try. Oh, is it saying it's good for you? Because that's what I've been doing. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So I'm doing the 16 hour fast, eight hour, but then like, you know, so like I, one I, meal a day kind of a deal. Well, it usually ends up being like snack and a meal at like big meal at like three o'clock. Yeah, that is, that's probably actually healthier than that's, uh, that's kind of what I'm doing now. But then it, that, but then it's like then it shut. You know what I like about it is the shutdown period where like I can't eat anything. Right. It's so funny because like I see all the times I would reach for a snack in the kitchen and stuff like that. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh no, I'm fasting. I can't do that. And right. I like I like that sort of clear delineation. Of like not eating. Me too. I think. And it's then easier. I get competitive with myself, and I'm like, I, I'm going to try to go 20 hours fasting, four hours of eating. Well, I haven't made these healthy adjustments myself, but I can tell you, be careful. Just be mindful of the mood, because I do find it's like that's what it, where it messes with you the most. But in keeping, but in terms of it as being a functional way to do what you're doing, I mean, it's worked for me. Well, look here. I just, I just, you know, my biggest problem is just I never drink enough water. So I'm just trying to be mindful yeah. of that. Yeah, it's a 2021. The world is still falling apart, but make a better mat. Make a better, make less. I want less mat in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, think, um, I think that's something I'm not all say that's what we all want. We don't there all want go. that. Uh, anyway, the dude never bowls. Here's my thought for you. Open up the Reddit. Uh, put a couple of posts. Get some conversation going. Folks, go and check it out. Reddit.com slash r slash TNC. Uh, and uh, get some conversation going. Have it be a backup to the face group, which is... Uh, have it be our memory beta for... Wait, that'd, for, be just, that'd, uh, be, for, that'd, that'd be like uh, just a bunch of people writing fan alpha. fiction about us. <laughs> you know what? I'm down for it. Have it be that. That'd be great. Uh, and the last um, Admiral and Midi this week, although everyone's an Admiral Midi, as long as you just give us a five-star review, is from MPM 630 that just says, Review of Podcast. Just wanted to send in my review because I'm pretty close to one of the podcasters. And then, of course, there's Matt. LOL, kidding. Love the podcast and enjoy all the bantering. Keep up the good work. Matt, call your mother, Mary Myra. Oh, that is my mother. I was very confused because I was like, who is close to one of the five of the I know. There you go. So, Mary, thank you for the review. You are uh, officially Mary, Mary got in the Admiral's Club. Mary got her corona vaccine this morning. She did? Yeah, Mary and John. Ooh, she's invulnerable. Is she going to take her trip to Italy tomorrow? She's. Uh, I think she's probably just going to 
just start doing one of those Forrest Gump runs across the country without a mask, you know? <laughs> nice. <laughs> now she needs two. Was this was the yeah, first the one? Yeah, the second one will be. Uh, I don't. She has the date for that as well, but you know that's the beauty of the the uh, what, what would I describe it as the Wild West of Florida healthcare. <laughs> wow, that's exciting. Good for her. Yeah. Um, you can be swaggering around town. Uh, that's it for the Admirals Club. Uh, okay, okay. Oh no, I wanted that to be the, and that was the Admirals Club. All right, Matt, how do they get into the Admirals Club? Oh no, I can't do it. Let's just go <laughs> to the right door. Time loop. It's the President's Circle. If you'd like to come on in here, head over to Patreon. Support the show. You can become a patron and get yourself up to four podcasts every single month additional. Right now, we're doing two episodes of Enterprise at the lieutenant level. And then if you're a President's Circle member, you get those two podcasts as well as two episodes of us talking about Voyager every month. That's four total. It's worth it. And we like to say hey to a particularly good post on our Patreon with the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. Andy, who is it this week? Uh, this week it is Lieutenant MST3 Katie, <laughs> uh, who writes us uh, referencing our last Kalis heavy episode. Uh, excuse me, do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior Kalis? <laughs> He's a here's a free book with all his greatest stories. Thank you. Please uh, there you go. do me a favor and leave that in a hotel uh, nightstand drawer. Thank you. <laughs> From the Gideons. Um, or the Klingians. Uh, Chris, that's uh, our Christopher Pike Medal of Valor uh, awardee for this week. Uh, let's go into the Priority One messages proper. Okie dokie. If you want to message the show and you're like, how do I get in there? I'm, I keep writing emails. Join the President's Circle. You'll get priority access with what we like to call... Priority one accesses, and this is me vamping as I try to find the sound. <laughs> I was wondering what was going on. I was like, and he's really selling it this week. As long as you guys know that I'm not trying to find the sound, I'm just trying to get you all to join our Patreon. Becoming <laughs> more of a shill the less organized you are. Um, our first is from Lieutenant Andrew Gibson, who writes, If I was a Klingon, I'd be pretty tired of that stupid Enterprise ship butting into Klingon internal affairs. <laughs> and then uh, Commodore 64 uh, writes, uh, So true. Uh, it's not very hard to imagine all the, quote, shadow empire conspiracies that must be floating around on the Klingon homeworld about how the Enterprise always seems to be tangled up in the biggest events of Klingon political and religious history. Also... Uh, they grew a replicant Kalis and kept him in the tank until Worf arrived, which appears to happen entirely by chance. They even pre-booted Kalis with information about Worf specifically. What if Worf didn't show up? Kalis stays on ice indefinitely. I never caught uh, that uh, this episode that about this episode until listening to the podcast. But damn, this seems like a super flimsy plan. BTW, I need a shirt that says Kalis built my hot rod. <laughs> Uh, Lieutenant Katie Campbell uh, writes, Andy, you're fabulous. Now, Matt, have you heard the James Bonding reference by Maurice LaMarche in the new Animaniacs? I have not. Maurice is a friend of the show and a uh, friend of the uh, of the Bonding, and uh, I love him dearly. He said he actually gave me a book on how to play Baccarat. 
But I haven't heard it. Was he was he the brain when he did the reference? Who was he being? Who who, who was he voicing? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Katie Campbell's answer to that is. Right in Katie. That's a, um, uh, that's on Hulu, right? I, I really should watch that. I loved Animaniacs. Where's our uh, our lower decks? Where's TNC's Matt and Andy uh, reference on lower decks? That's we got uh, we got friends I mean, on the show. Look, I think uh, they probably just swung through our Patreon, listened to the episode <laughs> we did, and we're like, mm, no, this is not uh, this is not quality entertainment. Um, Mister the Ultimate Trekker writes, follow along. It's safe to say that the Enterprise was heading in generally the opposite direction from Boroth. Obvious, otherwise, they would have dropped Worf uh, off along the way. So it is also safe to assume the trip back would be more than 12 days. It took uh, the 12 days it took to get to Boroth, assuming Kalis had not shown up. Worf spent 10 days there without stating any timeline of his intended return. Long story short, Worf no call slash no shows to work. He's given a minimum 35 days of vacation. <laughs> McDonald's would have fired his ass. And then Cam adds, Disco tells us there are these magic time crystals on Bora, so maybe time flows differently. He can spend a month there in a week. And the great and terrible Lizak uh, adds, this might be a dumb question, but since starting Voyager, I've really been wondering, is the Enterprise actually going somewhere in a macro sense? It's not, right? It's just kind of bopping around? Yeah. Do you... It is it's, interesting. It's, it's, it's an out, ongoing mission. It's seeking it's out not new life and new civilizations. Mission. It's, Are they? I feel like they're it's mostly a continuing mission. Look, they in the meantime, a lot, oftentimes they have to like. I feel like they're a utility they player gotta, of like, the universe. Oh god, we got another brush fire to put out. Right. Hmm. Um, Eric Peebles writes: If you're trying to prevent a civil war, introducing a messiah figure, some will follow unquestioned, and others will see as a fraud. Seems to be a terrible way to do it. It's <laughs> a really good point. Yeah, but then if if it's Kalos, then uh, it'll all work out. Will it? Because it feels like Look, even at I the think, end, Andy, I it think was sort of landed I... on, yes, yeah, some people are in there, you know, sit, kneeling and chilling you... out and waiting for him Look, to come back, and other people aren't. You and I know that, uh-huh. obviously, there will be no more problems involving Klingons for the rest <laughs> of our Star Trek run. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> um... And then JJ and Jessa Tanagra, the pizza good, writes, uh, but how did Kalis know that Worf had a vision as a child in a cave somewhere? Surely this isn't public knowledge. Do the Klingons have access to Starfleet personal logs? That seems like a big security risk. And uh, Greg uh, Terrible Lizak says it was probably it, on his religious retreat intake form. Yeah, or or he left it on r slash Kalis. He posted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Son of Moog 69 is his Reddit username. Sure. They talked about it on Kayla's Twitter. Um, Lieutenant Megan Brady Wright writes. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Wright. Uh, so what happened to Alexander? He doesn't seem to be around anymore. Um, I, I guess. Back on Earth, probably. I'm surmising. No, he stays on board, doesn't he? I think at the time of this episode, he's probably back on Earth, like uh, for a vacation or something, <laughs> by himself. The with mom's the, not the, around with anymore. The with his oh, with the Roshenkos. Oh, right. But did he? Did he like, not we... go off with them, or he's just visiting? No, he was them. fine with them. He was like, but he was like a rambunctious Klingon, and they were like, oh, "We're a little old for this rambunctious Klingon. We can't do it again, Worf. Can you take your son?" So yeah. what I'm, what I think that is, like, yeah, sure, we'll 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 babysit for like a month or two. Or I whatever. see. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that's fair. 
Um, Megan Brady Wright was uh, surmising that he's not aboard since Worf is now going off uh, on the week plus along adventures in the Enterprise and holding extremely personal uh, Klingon rituals involving turning his quarters into a smokehouse. Oh, so she's basically agreeing with you. And then Catherine Gartner says, eh, he's in pottery lessons. <laughs> um, Martin Hedegerd Peterson writes, there is something I've always wondered. Are the Klingons speaking English with each other, or is the universal translator translating to English? And if that's the case, why does it sometimes shift between English and Klingon? I mean, this supports my theory that the, uh, the universal translator is a dick. It just decides what it wants to do at any given moment. I think that's absolutely right, Andy. I think the, I think the, um, the universal translator is programmed for drama. Right. Whatever's going to be the most dramatic, that's what it does. Yeah. It was probably deep. like programmed with an algorithm of every Law & Order episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fair. Uh, Lieutenant Joe Shell Distance Moore writes, Thanks for the show, guys. I always dug this episode. The acting and story are great, with the, quote, Jesus Returns idea being such a strong concept. Perhaps, like Matt, it spoke to me as someone who was raised Catholic and has always wondered, so one day Jesus will come back. And then what? I don't mean to offend anyone, but uh, I'd imagine it'd be pretty strangely disappointing if Christ returned to Earth, and just as Kalos being easily defeated in battle, he didn't quite live up to expectations. Uh, extra points to Garon in this episode. I love his entire performance and his what color would his eyes speech. Uh, it's still something my brother and I quote from time to time. Anyway, take care and have a happy new year. Jesus comes back. He's like, I can turn water into wine. And then I'm like, well, I can go on the internet from an airplane. He's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Also, what if he just makes the wine and it's like, I mean, this wine is fine. (laughs) Here, try this. this. (laughs) Whoa, what's this? Much better. It's boxed wine. It's called Franza. (laughs) But Jesus has no palate. (laughs) Jesus is ready to party, man. Of course he has no palate. He ate uh, unleavened bread. That was yeah, I guess so. Some I mean, come on, that's tasty. very plain. You know, it depends on how you you know you, have, you what what the look, condiments are. Look, I've had a lot of Jewish cooking. Yeah, one Get thing, one chicken thing, fat or one thing they're lacking is uh, salt. That's that's one thing they're lacking. Well, you got you got to add the salt. <laughs> At least that's what, <laughs> that's, that's what this guy does. Uh, Lieutenant Kieran O'Sullivan says, uh, "I agree that Picard's attitude with Worf." was because it was a, quote, last straw. But I think season six Picard would have used a different approach with other members of the crew. Worf is kind of a standard attention guy. So when he doesn't do this, Picard snaps at him to get a reaction. Even if they did not stand to attention, Riker and Geordi are much more easygoing personalities. So I think Picard's approach would be more friendly to each of them. And with Data, he would be more paternal and instructive. Being able to adapt to uh, the different... Uh, personalities of your team is something I find very interesting in my own career. I feel like he was both correct in his reprimands of Worf, but also attuned to Worf's needs. Worf gives respect and wants respect back, and is grumpy when he doesn't get it, as we frequently see. So he starts his interaction with Worf in this way, and then shifts into a more friendly concern for his well-being. Some excellent Picard management on display. I mean, we sort of see that uh, this week. Worf kind of gives other Riker the stink eye quite a bit. Really? I feel like he's pretty open to him. This guy's a fucking loser. Does he? Riker does. I don't think Picard does. No, I'm not. I said, I said, Worf. Oh, Worf does. Worf seems to go like, what the hell? Yeah, that's fair. Um, Jess uh, writes us uh, in reference to Shatner's odd pronunciation of sabotage. 
Uh, I believe that it might be one of the few throwbacks to his being from Montreal. I lived there for a few years and noticed that, especially with words of French origin, the older Anglophones would have a very French pronunciation. The younger generation was more homogenized in my experience. I believe the woman that says Andy's accent corner is Quebecois. How do you say that? Is Quebecian? Yeah, she put OIS at the end. I don't know. Um, so maybe she can answer further. Apologies if she isn't, or if you, or, or, or you aren't, if you were reading this, it's been a while since I was routinely speaking French and may have lost my ear for regional accents. I accept the apology. Thank you. That was a DU. You just uh, took someone else's apology. Like well, an apology. Now. You can't have it person who it was for. And, uh, lastly, ah, Lieutenant Philly. Seconda. <laughs> Uh, it's fair. Everybody's allowed to use that that cheer of victory. <laughs> Lieutenant Billy G writes, Can we appreciate how far Worf has come? This isn't even DS9, and Worf has gone from a dude pointing a phaser to view screen to an honored warrior <laughs> whose voice carries weight in Klingon society. Worf is one of my top five Star Trek characters easily. Uh, let me tell you, Worf, uh, Worf has a, a great arc. Probably the most development of almost anyone. You think so? Star Trek, yes. More than Data? I said almost anyone. Data being the, uh, I think, one of the except. Well, also, I think the DS9 crew goes through quite a, quite yeah. an arc. Um, so, eh, well, I'll hold my, uh, things for seven years from now when we're, when we're done with all the Star Treks. Actually, we won't be because... They'll just keep making more Star Trek, and that's true. This podcast will never end. No, one of us will die based on how we. That's eat, so. true. Um, that's it for the priority one messages. You can All right, let's head bag. out into the uh, hallway. <laughs> and let's open up the hailing frequency. Captain, we are being hailed. Um, our hail this week. Is from uh, Chaddy Mathis, who writes, Dear Matt and Andy, long time, first time here. Outside of regular business hours, I'm a bass player. And since 2020 has left me with very few gigs, uh, I've spent more time getting into some basic home recording. When the comments came in from the patrons for a Celebrate Five Lines jingle, I saw my opportunity. Wanted to keep it short and sweet overall, while also leaving some room up top for talking before the vocals come in. Thanks for the countless hours of pod, Lieutenant... Uh, Chad E. Mathis, pronounce, sorry, Chad E. Mathis, I apologize, <laughs> you had it at the bottom, um, and P.S., uh, shout out to my college classmate, Steve Gaidosh, who created the sound drop for Matt's Yawn many uh, years ago. <laughs> Here we go. It's got a good groove. Very nice. That was delightful. <laughs> really effective. I feel like that should be sent to everyone on their phone with confetti. You know, the um, option on the iPhone, Andy, when you can send things with confetti. That'd be great. Ah, love um, it. That's it for the hails. Uh, short and sweet, my kind of hail bag. Let's. Uh, no, we're already in the hallway. So, oh, while you're taking a pause, um, 
Uh, if you'd like to send a hail, <laughs> send it to sttncpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet uh, my friend at Matt Myra at Instagram and Twitter. You can tweet or you can Instagram me, um, Grammy at Andrew Secunda. You can tweet me at Secunda. Uh, you can send a voice hail to 816-TREK-TNC if you want access to our Priority One messages. Join the Patreon. All right, and it's time to talk about the next episode. Nacho, hit it. We crossed the many doors, the many places. Your hails made us think of all your faces. Sit comfortably in your little Borg node. Let's talk about this week's episode. Yes, it's time to talk about this week's episode, which is Second Chances. And this aired uh, the third week of May. When did it air, Andy? <laughs> I didn't was... have the I didn't have the book open. Oh wow, am I in the wrong? Oh no, here it is. Uh, May twenty fourth, nineteen ninety. Whoa, no, I this was is right. wrong. Oh. Yeah, May twenty fourth, nineteen ninety three. Whoa, yeah, uh, that's amazing. So, amazing. Andy, what was happening in the world? Matt, the number one song in the U.S. Uh, remained That's the Way Love Goes by Janet Jackson. Number one song in the U.K., All That She Wants by Ace of Bass. Um, Matt found this a, a, a song that kind of put pressure on the... Uh... I think it's insulting to the infertile. <laughs> I don't know how you guys missed using this for excellent. Um... <laughs> Because it wouldn't have been another. It would have been a single baby. That's true. Number one movie, Sliver. Uh, number one book, Holy Bridges shit, of Madison really? County. Yeah. That's so funny. I was talk- we were Sharon talking- Stone continues her streak. There was a lengthy Sliver discussion in the poker game last night. Oh, was there? Yeah. What was it about? So funny. Uh, we were talking about a song that was on the soundtrack, and then Kevin Pollack was claiming that it wasn't a hit. And I and I went and looked it up, and it was a hundred and thirty-eight million dollar box office. Oh, Sliver wasn't a hit. No, yeah, that was a hit. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't it, great. It didn't but do it was huge. A hit. It didn't do huge numbers domestically. It was definitely Sharon Stone in the, uh, in the peak of her her perfection. I would say peak peak William Baldwin. Also peak William Baldwin. True. Um, the line I remember from that movie. Um, uh, he, she's looking at like I don't know if it's an image on a screen or something or if it's a it's a sculpture but it's a volcano and he says it's a volcano I'd like to fly into one sometime just like what what and then I think there might be some kind of CG where they go into a volcano at the end I don't know it was a nonsensical movie with some sex uh, number one book The Bridges of Madison County by Robert James Waller number one TV show that week the daytime Emmy Awards and uh, the uh, that week, the software source code for the World Wide Web is released for free to everybody. Thanks for releasing it and creating what we have today. <laughs> All right. So that does it for uh, that. Andy, Matt. correct me if I'm wrong. It's time for our next segment. Sure is. Frank Sinatra, come on! Da, 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 da. It's time for that segment everybody hates. <laughs> Frank Sinatra, come on! Andy, what was going on with the chairman of the board? Well, Matt, Frank is winging his way across the Atlantic for a week of concerts what? in Sweden and Germany. Jesus Christ, Frank. It's, it's insane. 
Do you think he was? Do, do you think he did drugs at a certain point, or it was just his his joy for life? The only drug I needed was a microphone <laughs> and a giant tank of scotch every night. Uh, a vat, uh, if you will, a vat, a vat. Uh, it turns out that these will be his last performances in Europe. Oh, what a downer. Gothenburg, Sweden is up first, followed by Dortmund, Hamburg, Berlin, Stuttgart, and Cologne. Cologne? Is that how you say it? Sure. Uh, that's it. That's what Frank was up to. I mean, Frank was up to a lot that week. <laughs> he really was. It really makes me feel bad about how I've been spending my time. In other words, I love you. All right. It's time to discuss Second Chances, which was directed by the one and only LeVar Burton and the teleplay by Renee Echevarria and, of course, story by Michael A. Medlock. And this is from Star Trek The Next Generation Companion Revised Edition. Here's the synopsis. Returning. To a planet outpost whose unstable atmosphere and infrequent transport window almost left him stranded while a lieutenant on the Potemkin, Riker is shocked to find a double of himself created years ago by an odd transporter reflection. Uh, Nirvala 4's atmosphere allows only a brief transporter to to use just once every eight years, and the Enterprise is back now for the same database sought earlier. But Lieutenant Riker's appearance is more than just scientific shock. It upsets Troy since he's ready to resume the passion they shared at that time. While Troy finally decides to renew the affair, the two Rikers clash in the current mission when Picard chooses Lieutenant Riker's plan. Meanwhile, Number One gently reminds Troy that this one will likely become just as involved in his career as he did. Back for a third and final try to retrieve the database, Commander Riker saves his twin from plunging to his death from a collapsing bridge in the outpost's underground caverns safely aboard uh safely aboard the enterprise again lieutenant Riker's preparing for his new post on the uss gandhi when he receives two going away gifts a trombone from his twin and troy's promise to consider marrying him in six months uh when he can have family on board his ship until then commander Riker promises to watch over her same as always there you go. First time director, LeVar Burton. Oh, really? He does a good job for that. He does. He does a handheld shot that I was like, why? Why not use a dolly? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember the shot? Um, I don't. Offhand. It's in the conference room. Uh, you'll see. He wanted to flex his directorial muscles. <laughs> yes. Which I which I, I was all for. This is honestly. Captain Picard. So, guys, you're hearing in Farpoint while I try to click through this Netflix window here. Uh, I will say this opening shot, uh, we've been talking about it in, in Voyager Cap- over in the Patreon, how they have a habit always of starting on an extra on the crew walking through and i think it's to create the illusion of of size on the bridge mm-hmm. uh but today they do it in um in uh 10 forward with uh i think that extra's name is jai i think a lot of you have tweeted me uh that's 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 uh, i wonder if that lavar burton took that over to voyager when he directed over there he was like you know what here's how i create size could be uh let me share a screen with andy that's me and where'd the little window go with your face? Oh, you're over here. Here we go. 
Captain's log, stardate 46915.2. The Enterprise is orbiting Navala 4, waiting for an opportunity to retrieve scientific data left there by Starfleet researchers when they were forced to evacuate eight years ago. I gotta say, until Troy asks him to play Bird, it's Night some real, bird. some real uh, lame <laughs> 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 90s jazz he's playing. <laughs> I mean, it's really, uh, I would describe it as um, very elevatory. Yes. Which, you know, sometimes that's just jazz, baby. <laughs> What I love is the guy that they dress up on keys in the alien makeup and yeah. how much he's grooving just like a, a human musician would. Just like, yeah, I'm feeling it. I, I love that the woman's playing a five-string upright electric bass. Yeah. I, I appreciate that there's no uh, fake uh, future you. drums and cymbals. <laughs> you do hear the cymbals. Any requests? Blatantly ignoring Night bird. Ladies and gentlemen, Nightbird. What is that all about? Riker's picture on the drums? What? No, I think the drums is like a reflective material. It, like it, a, there's a picture of the band, and it's a picture of the. I. I no. What's a, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> I would love it if that was, was just <laughs> Riker and the Rikerholics or whatever the hell it is. The Rikerholics, I'm into it. <laughs> trying to get this piece right for ten years. He's never made it through the solo. To which I'd be like, "Wow, that is kind of mean." <laughs> you know, I hadn't thought about this. I guess it comes back because it gives him the 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 um the the trombone trumpet trombone this isn't a trumpet it's trombone um he gives him the trombone so i guess it comes back in that way at the end but i was sure that he would know the solo that he was gonna know the solo because that was all he did down on the planet while Riker was like at least he accomplished something and frankly that would have been like no you haven't done everything i've done but you you are able to freaking nail that solo (laughs) but they don't do it yeah I do, I do. I, I also was like, that's a nice opportunity there. I wish they had sort of taken it. There's no world that that guy didn't replicate a trombone the whole time he was down there. Completely well, alone? I mean, if the food replicator wasn't working, he seemed to be... Oh, yeah, that's well, right. Pretty yeah. patchwork down there. Yeah. Here it comes. Data to Commander Riker. Go ahead. Commander, you are needed on the bridge. On my way. Guys, rip for uh, 45 minutes. I'll be back. I thought that that was Riker in a uniform, and then I was like... You wanted to see me, Mr. Data? Yes, sir. Hmm? He did it two scenes in a row. First he starts on Jai, then he starts on this guy. Is the planet's distortion field rephasing sooner than you predicted? No, sir. Using the Potemkin's transport logs from the original evacuation, Commander LaForge and I were able to modify the transporters. 
so we can beam out through a higher distortion field. The transporters are considerably more efficient than those used on the Potemkin eight years ago. It's a good thing. I almost didn't make it off the surface. When can we get started? 97 minutes, sir. How long will the transport window be open? 26 minutes. After that, the distortion field will rephase. That doesn't give us much time to retrieve the database. The planet's proximity to its sun will Data. create two additional transport windows in the next three days. Let's hope that's enough. It will have to be, sir. The next transport window will not occur for another eight years when the planet's orbit will bring it close enough to the sun to dephase the distortion field. Okay, notify the away team. We'll be going in ahead of schedule. I'll tell the captain. Hi, sir. Is there no way to get down there with a shuttle? Uh, seemingly not. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, really could have cut around. But if, if I was on the if I was on the bridge, I would say, "Hey, why don't we go down with a shuttle?" And they all go, "Oh, yeah, I guess there's no time limit then." <laughs> they should have been like, "Oh my god, do you want to tell him or should I tell him?" <laughs> Andy. <laughs> We can't take a shuttle because the radiation would disrupt the warp field and we'd explode. Huh? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to try and go down one. Someone was here. Kyle Barker, there's your TNC comic. Write it up. The survivors may have taken refuge here. Commander, someone is approaching. Humanoid. 40 meters due east and closing. Seems... Like he's the shape of Riker, but slightly less competent. <laughs> it would have shown real commitment if Frakes had shaved his beard <laughs> for that character. Well, uh, the, the subtle, there is the subtle beard difference. Did you notice it? I didn't. You think it, so? This, no, there is. Uh, Riker, William Riker, has, the, has this notched out, this cut out uh, here. He's pointing to his cheekbone. And regular Thomas Riker doesn't. This is all filled in. Oh, Thank interesting. You. Thank you. I so they so they added that. Uh, yeah, or he just like. Didn't. There's no way he grew it. Well, why not? If he had like a week hiatus, I doubt it. He could have filled that in. They wouldn't have shot in that way. You got a week hiatus. You got to shoot it all in one week. No, if he had a week hiatus prior. Like if they were shut down the week before. Oh, I see. You shoot the other stuff first, and then you shave him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's possible. But I don't know. Probably not. Nope. Oh, skip intro. And here we are. Everybody get ready for split screen action. I will say this. I really like the episode. I think LeVar does an Who amazing job. All the double effects are, are weird and unconvincing. <laughs> I'm Commander William Riker from the Federation Starship Enterprise. Uh, what'd you say? I feel like all the all the double effects are a little bit unconvincing. I feel like they lean too heavily on, I'm following you with my eyes, when they never nail it. It always looks like they're looking the wrong place. Uh, yeah, and I wonder why that is. Like, it always feels like we, like, when we do it on the show, we do it on Goldberg's from time to time, just with actor availability and, like, you know, not wanting to have George Siegel around too many people with COVID times. Yeah. So we often will like shoot a plate and like put George there and then have the other actors delivering their lines to the empty space where George was. I mean, I feel like it's just, this is kind of my point. I feel like they really wanted to illustrate they're both there. And so they lean too heavily on the walking around in different positions. When you're doing the thing you're talking about, you just pick the spot and they look at it. So it's less apparent. Yeah. 
Although in this too, they're like, let's have a let's let's show them how cool we are and have people walk around this other person. That That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So their eyes sort of drift. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. I'm Will Riker. May I ask how you got here? Eight years ago, I led a team to evacuate this station. What ship were you on? The coolest the one. Mm, that's right. That was the coolest ship. Why did you not return to the Potemkin <laughs> with the others? I was the last one out. The distortion field must have interfered with the transport. They lost the signal lock on me. When I tried to contact the ship, I couldn't get through the interference. If you check with Starfleet, I'm sure they recorded that I was lost on that day. That's not what happened. I was the last one out and I made it back to the Potemkin. You don't believe me? It's always a weird thing to say to someone. What? You don't believe me? It's like, obviously something's going on that's weird. Why are you you really going to choose to take offense at that? (laughs) Maybe Riker knows how Riker thinks and is like, oh, I know what I'll say. You don't believe me? (laughs) Uh, That'll get him. That'll get his goat. (laughs) That would always get me. (laughs) It's hard to see how both stories can be true. Would you be willing to have our doctor check you out? Of course. Mr. Worf, take him directly to sick bay and notify the captain once you're on board. Let's get to work. Wish you turned to Worf and was like, really thought I'd be a captain by now. <laughs> <laughs> Why has he got that weird beard? <laughs> Why 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 did you keep tattered clothes on? <laughs> like <laughs> really want to illustrate how long you've been down there. Couldn't uh you couldn't find I don't know. Else. I I have a feeling we come back and see this character again, but I really I would have loved to have written a plot where you come back and this Riker is already captain. Riker's <laughs> 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 still stuck on the Enterprise. Oh, that would have been very awesome. God. <laughs> Lieutenant Will Riker. The real one. I understand. I'll need to verify your claim. Yes, sir. Genetically, he is indistinguishable from Commander Riker. Could there be some sort of cloning involved here? I don't think so. There's no genetic drift. But it's not conclusive. But I've seen Jurassic Park recently, so I'll talk about cloning. Brain organization (laughs) patterns are as unique as fingerprints, except for minor, minor differences. Theirs are identical. But can't brain patterns be cloned? No. They're determined by experience, mostly from early childhood. Unless they program them like Kayla. share the same childhood experiences. It just doesn't make any sense. I am Will Riker. I don't know who or what made it back. I mean, imagine how immensely frustrating it is for Thomas Riker. For sure. For Lieutenant Riker to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? I literally was saving a bunch of people and the beam out didn't work. Hello. That is the worst thing. That he's yeah. basically like, he's I'd a be, selfless hero, and he's still. And I'd be like, get me, get me, Captain, blah blah blah, the Potemkin. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's all, everyone's perspective is legit. Uh, I will say, uh, Beverly, uh, Beverly's had a different hairstyle slightly in almost every episode. I assume Gates was just playing around with it, and uh, I've loved each one more than the next up until now. I don't like these bangs. 
Not crazy about him. Andy's hair corner. (laughs) But it wasn't me. Lieutenant, our chief engineer is checking the transporter logs of the Potemkin. Perhaps that will shed some light on the matter. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. And in the meantime, you'll be taken to your quarters. Try and make yourself as comfortable as possible. I will. The replicators on the station haven't worked for a long time. It's been a while since I've had a decent meal. I think I'll make eggs. Doctor. Oh, no, don't! <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have the right ingredients? No, I really think he should have shaved. I understand that he didn't want to make that, you know, they're in the middle of production and everything, but uh, I really think that that would have helped this episode. Uh, I don't I think the yellow uniform's plenty plenty differential. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Um, here's the handheld shot I was talking about. Ready? Here it comes. Apparently, there was a massive energy surge in the distortion field around the planet just at the moment you tried to beam out. The transporter chief tried to compensate by initiating... You sure that's not on a dolly? It's very shaky. An interesting approach. He must have been planning to reintegrate the two patterns in the transport buffer. Actually, it wasn't really necessary. Commander Riker's pattern maintained its integrity with just the one containment beam. He made it back to the ship just fine. <laughs> it's still shaky. hard to tell. They're out of it so quick. It's either a yeah, it's either a handheld or it's a really crappy dolly shot. <laughs> Into the second beam. The transporter chief shut it down. Also, I mean that's something you wouldn't really see. What do you mean? You know, because when you're because it's film, you know, so when you're watching the monitor, you, they had it because they're shooting thirty-five mil. Oh, he would know how it went. Yeah, he wouldn't know exactly how shaky it was because you're looking at the two you know the four by three bars on top of the monitor yeah i don't know i'm trying to make excuses here we can image stabilize this nowadays but somehow it was reflected back to the surface and another william Riker materialized there how was the second pattern able to maintain its integrity the containment beam must have had the exact same phase differential as the distortion field if i kissed him that'd be cool right No, <laughs> Will. What are you talking about? But I'm just both. kissing myself. You were both materialized from a complete pattern. Up until that moment, you were the same person. But of course, as you and Lieutenant Riker have lived very different lives for the past eight years, you are now very different people. I suppose it's a little like meeting someone's twin. But no matter how strange it may seem to us, we now have two Will Rikers on board. And as Lieutenant Riker will be with us for several days, I think we should do everything we can to make him comfortable and welcome. We still have the problem of retrieving the database. The computer on the station is not completely operational. Many of its components have been removed. Apparently, Lieutenant Riker used them to keep the station's radiation shield operational. Can it be repaired? At least enough to access the database. What is... I got a lot of things to say. First... What what's so important about this database? Did they establish that? Uh, it's 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 research that they're g- trying to pull that that the Potemkin was trying to pull eight years ago, but didn't have time to pull. But they never say what it is or no. What it's is. not like it doesn't seem like uh, they really sit on that. It's not like mm-hmm. I don't know. That's uh, part of me feels like it's just science data. Yeah. Um. Another thing is uh. I say just science. Who needs science? <laughs> It's just science. Um, for, <laughs> side note, it would have been funny to see the alternate version of this where uh, 
Well, Riker, just going along with your joke, loves the other Riker, and they are getting <laughs> along so great that they drive everybody crazy. Um, and they but, pretend uh, to be each other to trick everybody, and the, yeah. the other ones around the corner laughing. <laughs> <laughs> High-fiving. Um, but uh, Hey, 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 look, I, I'm going to sleep in. You take my duty shift, okay? All right. <laughs> are you thinking what I'm thinking? I'll get you know tomorrow. I am, bro. <laughs> um... Uh, but, uh, so, okay, about this, this, this whole thing, they, they're putting a lot of stress on it maintaining, the beam maintaining its integrity, but isn't the concept, I, uh, Nacho, I think, uh, forward referred to this in a transporter argument, and, uh, and I think he walked me through it, and, uh, I don't remember, so Nacho, if you want to resend in our, all of our conversation on it, I'm happy to read it, but the... The uh, what is I thought in this situation, like in a transporter, the reason it's not killing, it's not like killing you, it's not destroying and recreating you, is it's sending your actual energy particles down to wherever it's transporting you, right? Well, it's an They're... energy matter transition, right? The, the problem here, my problem with this, other than like, let's just accept it for this episode, because that's what this sure, episode is obviously, about, yeah. is I don't think if transporters work the way they say transporters worked, this would be possible because there would not be uh, enough, there wouldn't be matter on the other end. Right. It would just be a pattern that would de- dematerialize. So it's just a buy because Jordy kind of says yes. somehow it did this, and it's yes. like that's not a huge thing. Aren't you disputing how transporters work? Well, I mean, you are because they're basically. There's... I think the idea is it reflected it back to the planet, yeah. and I, I accept that part of At the pretense. The same frequency, like this. It, it is like, even but I don't in... know if they're explaining how the the matter was doubled up. They don't say that at all. Um, yeah. But there is, you know, even Jordy does say it's like it is such a crazy coincidence that the frequency was matched yeah you know it is it's a huge buy of course yeah so i don't know that answers your question it just your questions are appropriate knowing what he did that'll be tough or perhaps he can help us he was alone down there for a long time i'm hesitant to let him go back until he's been evaluated i'll talk to him thank you counselor Finally, she's doing her job, right, guys? I'm right here, sir. Oh, I'll talk uh, to him, but I won't read his feelings. I, I mean, I don't know. Would you go booze immediately? <laughs> Finally, get back to a food replicator. I feel like I'd be like, uh, well, yeah, but you and I are different people. Yeah, I know, but I'm like, I'd be, I'd be like, uh, diet coke, clean water, just like, I'd be so delighted for that. I don't know that I would hit booze for quite a while. Oh, you're saying even for beverages, you would not go to booze? Yeah. Uh, not immediately. Also, it's not really established that Riker's that much of a drinker, is it? Well, maybe he became an alcoholic down there. <laughs> I think that's what the subtext of this scene is. Or a, or a synthaholic, if you will. Yeah, that's why he's subconsciously named his band Riker and the Rikerholics. Uh, hang on, texting my therapist. Oh, I thought you had frozen. I feel frozen. I thought that my my uh, my pattern had been reflected back through the Zoom, and suddenly there was two of me. Just oh my god! Imagine you doing this podcast with yourself. You'd have no <laughs> answers to any questions. It's true. There'd be someone saying, "I don't know. Why is it me?" Back and forth for an hour. 
Now, he knows there was another Riker there, so... <laughs> yeah, but I think it's still something Minimally, he knows it's that he's cutting in on another Riker's lady. Yeah, but it's a difficult thing to wrap your head around, right? Like, I mean, uh-huh. if, I was, if I was down on a planet for eight years and then I suddenly was brought back and then I, my wife came to see me... Right. I'd, I, you know... I would. You, you would be cautious. Really, I would not really think about the other me. You would be cautious. Minimal. You hadn't seen her in years. Uh, Twelve years. No, it would years. be like it would be eight. Eight years. Eight years. Um. No, I don't know that I would. You know. Yeah, I feel I like just, if I you haven't seen someone in that long. I it's 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 to, it should be a reunion, a happy reunion. Yeah. Okay. All right. I feel like he would. He would at least read the temperature of the room first. Yeah, I don't know if I'd grab her face with both hands and and <laughs> and, and really plant a smoocheroo, but nonetheless, know, it does illustrate how much so chemistry true. these two actors have. Yes, uh, William Riker and William Riker. That's right. They just get <laughs> along and, like gangbusters. Do you remember the last time we saw each other? Like yesterday, the Janarin Falls on Beta Zed. It was the day before you started your tour on the Potemkin. And we were going to meet on Risa six weeks later. We never did. I know. What? No, what I mean is, <laughs> Commander Riker and I never did. You see, he earned a promotion very quickly. I know that too. For exceptional valor during the evacuation of the research station on Nervala 4. Look at his service record. Yes, sir. Isn't Risa a terrible place to go on a romantic vacation? <laughs> no. I feel like it's all this, it's like an orgy planet, isn't it? It's a swingers planet, yeah, but it's also very romantic. Well, it's you very romantic take, in can, the sense that a lot of people are having on. sex, but... You can, yeah. you, can book, you can book the monogamy package, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like it's a weird energy to have around you if you're going away with one spe- special person. I think it's But I guess they're both free thinkers, so also maybe that's what they're into. Maybe they love it. All right. Yeah. And as uh, many of our listeners have uh, pointed out, they're ethically um I don't want to say it wrong. I apologize. <laughs> it was like polyamorous, something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, I this did give me the thought Ethically of like polygamous? if they had yeah. if they had stuck with gold as the command color. Yeah, I think I would have liked it. He, it how do you feel? How do you feel like that? This I looks on it, him I think it versus. Suits him. I think it suits him. It, I don't think it suits Patrick Stewart, which is why they didn't go with yellow uh, or gold, rather. But yeah. I think it certainly. I think it suits um, Frakes. Yeah, it was ethically polyamorous doesn't mean you can't make a future for yourself. Thanks. Captain Picard wanted me to find out if you'd be willing to help us retrieve the station's database. I reconfigured that computer so many times they probably can't make head or tails of it. I'd be happy to help. Do you feel up to it? Absolutely. You don't need to be. You don't need to be an empath to see that he does not feel up to it. 
I know it's been a long time since we've been together. And I know your feelings have changed. Mine haven't. I can't just give up. I'd like to be with you again. Good night, Will. Perhaps we can start with a podcast. <laughs> Come on, man. You know that that's tighter than a marriage that has more long-term ramifications for a relationship than a marriage certainly more scheduling going on there for sure um how long will we have lieutenant i like i don't know how do you feel about her not saying anything back uh i didn't have a problem with it at first it kind of like was just like i wonder why she wouldn't say anything but then i guess it's like well she doesn't really know how she feels so Um, I do. What I really like in this episode is that so many things like that are left unspoken the way that it might be in real life. It's really nice. Uh, also, the transporter chief here, Dr. Mae Jameson, first black woman in space for realsies, gets to be the transporter chief on the Enterprise here. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Uh, Good for her because it didn't even bump me that she wasn't an actor. That's the beauty of space, people. They know how to pretend they're in space. <laughs> so authentic. Dropping. The next transport window opens in 42 seconds. How long will we have, Lieutenant? 36 minutes, sir. We are losing time. Lieutenant Riker should be here. She freaking nailed it. <laughs> that is really impressive. But it's also like, to me, it's like, of course she nailed it. These are all phrases she's probably had to say. <laughs> you're, I'm sure <laughs> you're right. Life. But you know that you can ask someone to do something that oh, they yeah, do yeah, in yeah. their professional life. And because they're on camera, they like completely like, I'm doing the thing that I usually do. <laughs> and they completely freeze up. Good for her. Uh, also, not good for, for Worf. This other Riker's late. Computer, locate Lieutenant... Cancel inquiry. You were supposed to report here at 800 hours. I'm sorry. I, I guess was... it's been a while since you've had to punch a clock. Let's go. Yes, it has it been. Has. Eight years, sir. <laughs> Energize. Eight years, me. <laughs> what I love about this is we've seen, we've seen Riker be a Riker to Shelby. Yeah. And we've seen... Riker be a Shelby to Jellico. And now we get to see Riker be a Riker to Riker. And we get to see Riker be a Shelby to Riker. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he's both late and he's being a dick for the other person for being late. <laughs> down most of the consoles to save power. I've rerouted just about everything through here. That was good. Yeah, that one. Check it was okay. I feel like even that one was a little bit questionable. I shunted the database to the main core underneath the station. Can we access it from here? Well, there's been a lot of seismic activity over the years. If the servo links were damaged, we may not be able to. I'll try to tap into the command pathways. You see if you can access and disable the file server. I gotta say, I'm impressed with how you vacuum the carpet every day. <laughs> like, I think if either you or I were trapped in this place for eight years, it would not look that neat. 
No way. I can, <laughs> I, I can tell you that from looking around the, the space I'm currently in. <laughs> that Ditto. I'm sure he'd be thrilled to know the two of us now. Actually, he and I have been able to patch a few things up. That is an interesting side note, is that it's, it's, he's very much, Thomas Riker really was experiencing quarantine conditions down on that planet. Uh, and also probably thinking of the day he could defeat his father in Ambo Jitsu. And then he finds he patched it up with him. Ugh, what a jerk. Take I'm it away. seeing him. I'm not about to start now. What made you contact him? I made eggs. They weren't good. He came on board the <laughs> Enterprise to brief me when I was offered the Ares. What did he say when you turned down your own command? He couldn't understand why I did it. For once, he and I agree on something. The primary EPS coupling is fused. The entire unit will have to be replaced. I've accessed the command pathways. Worf came in and they were arm wrestling. <laughs> the link relays are functioning now. See if that did the trick. It's funny, these shots of Data and Warp staring at them. Because they're so awkward. It's very funny. I will say, it also kind of reveals, that, that I think this is also what kind of, at least is the effect the quarantine's had on me. Uh, but I feel like I've noted it in other people, too. Um, that I feel like the longer you're not in a social situation where you got to deal with a lot of people, the more that your ability to handle other people... Yeah, sort of, and and your social abilities and everything, they both they get more and more muted over time, and I feel like that's that's the only explanation I have for why Thomas Riker is such a baby in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> so I feel like Will would not be this self pitying. We'll Will we know? The third window will bring a new EPS coupling. We'll try to access the core from another console up here. Riker to Enterprise, the forge here. We're ready to beam out. You go ahead. I'll be finished by the time you get back. Hold it. First of all, I will say, why not have a team that's there that's going to work through this window? I totally agree. Doesn't make any sense. It's a bad call Riker Jellico is making to Riker Shelby. I gave you an order, Lieutenant. Look at that. Look at where the eye lines are on that. It just didn't. uh... Yeah, he was like looking at his eyebrows. He's like, are my eyebrows that full? I love it. Do you think he was late because he was running around the ship placing a scavenger hunt for Troy? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> By the way, uh, this is how he woos Troy, treating her like a, a, a child on a scavenger hunt. <laughs> hey, look, I like a scavenger hunt. Dory did uh, one for our fifth anniversary. She gave me, uh, she gave me a scavenger corrected. hunt. And, All uh, right, you know what? Maybe, maybe I stand corrected for myself, too. Maybe I would like that. I, Although, I what I kind of people are letting these things sit around the ship? Like, Obviously, you know, clean up he, their was, station. he was dressed as Commander Riker when he did it. This is Captain. <laughs> just, I think now that's... I'm ordering you to leave this alone, right? Right. Well, the one that she leaves on the freaking the warp, warp core, core and, and nobody and notices. Jordy, who has like superhuman better sight than everybody, is exactly. like, wait, what, what was that? <laughs> Did I? What was that? Can I help you, Counselor? No, thank you. By the way, there's also that speech that uh, they have that conversation about uh, sometimes I believed uh, if I tried hard enough I could make you feel my presence Riker was saying Thomas mm-hmm. Riker was saying about the president 
like it'd be funny i'm sure she was like it will i can't feel anyone's presence <laughs> definitely not gonna feel somebody's presence on a different planet there's been something i've been meaning to tell you <laughs> i'm not a, i'm not an empath i remember <laughs> where did you get this i made it a couple of years ago down on the station you made this well you should have seen the first two it took a while to get a fine enough beam out of the phaser Love you wasted an energy you. cell on a phaser doing art. You stay and talk for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. Maybe he had a lot of phasers. I wanted to remember our last night together. I feel like this would be a good Thomas Riker's. They must have a ton of Thomas so, Riker uh, stories. How does it feel being with people again? Great. So that's good beta memory beta. Strange area. For a long time, I did whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. It's been hard getting used to taking orders again. I can imagine. But I guess I'll have to get used to it if I want to get my career going again. Which I do. Is that what you decided More than love. to do? Remember, I'm the one who wanted to make captain by the time he was 35. I'm a little behind schedule. I'll admit that. Both of us are. It's good you don't feel set back. I do. Things are a little more complicated than I had planned. But there's nothing going to stand in the way of my getting what I want. That go. guy's jacked. <laughs> Thanks. A lot of these trays are heavy. <laughs> Guinan has all these trays made of depleted uranium. <laughs> Somehow that made me feel better. I can understand that. You were there. All dressed in black. Very flattering on you, by the way. Mm, I'm sure I look terrible. With my eyes all red and swollen from crying. Sometimes I would look up into the sky and I'd think if I tried hard enough I could make you feel my presence. That if I could let you know that I was alive. Whoops, I thought that was Will. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but there were times when I could have sworn. What am I talking about? The other day when I told you about how Commander Riker and I didn't meet on Riser. What I didn't say was how disappointed I was. You didn't have to. I knew. You're an empath? No, I read uh, <laughs> cues of uh, people's faces, body language, and, the, and their tone of voice. Oh, tell me more about that. <laughs> oh, I'm coming in. Lieutenant Riker has been to see me to talk about the away mission. He believes that the only way to retrieve the database is by directly See, Thomas Riker even shelbied him here. Underneath yep. the station. The seismic activity makes those caverns very unstable. In my opinion, it's too risky. He said that he was down there recently. He seemed confident that he could be down safely. There's a good chance we will be able to retrieve the database from one of the consoles inside the station. But if it doesn't work, we won't have another chance for eight years. Lieutenant Riker's plan is more dangerous, but it does have a better chance of succeeding. 
given the importance of the data, I think that it's worth the risk. I'll look over the schematics and I'll draw up a mission plan. I'm sure that Lieutenant Riker will be happy to help you with that. I'll talk to him. <laughs> I think that he's... Uh, I think that uh, Picard's uh, a fan of uh, Thomas Riker. It's also... So he's... So Riker... Commander Riker is pissed off when someone is thwarting his authority. He's pissed off when someone is talking down to him <laughs> from a position of authority. Um, and uh, you could argue in both cases, well, maybe he he hates himself in that other person. That's why he has a problem with both Shelby and Jellico. Um, and then this is literally himself, and he hates him. Uh... Also, he just seems to like, I guess if you talk to Riker about a plan and then go to Picard, he's upset. But if you just go to Picard first, he doesn't care. So I would just never go to Riker with anything. But Riker's pissed off if you go to him first. No, no, no. No. Only if you say the plan to Riker and Riker shuts it down and then you go to Picard. Then he gets upset. He seemed annoyed in this scene. But that's because that's what he did. Riker oh, he asked him, him first. I see. Yeah, Riker right, already yeah. shut him down. Right, right. Lieutenant. Sir, I just met with the captain about your mission recommendation. I would appreciate it if next time you came to me first. I tried talking to you yesterday on the station. You wouldn't hear me out. I heard you, Lieutenant. I rejected your plan. May I ask what the captain decided? The captain has No, decided- you can't. <laughs> To go with your recommendation. Because I'm the commander. You're just a dumb lieutenant, Riker. Yeah, dumb, dumb lieutenant, Riker. We stayed in 10 forward talking for hours. Then what happened? He walked into my quarters. Then what happened? Beverly, I'm just asking. You know it's been over between Will and me for a long time. He's not Will. He is Will, but you know what I mean. It's really hard for me to separate my feelings for them. Deanna, just because things turned out the way they did between you and Commander Riker doesn't mean you shouldn't let things between you and Lieutenant Riker take their own course. I knew you'd encourage me. Well, I thought that's why you brought it up. Well, I think I'll call it a day. Beverly. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> He's doing his stretches. <laughs> Bye. She really is like <laughs> some form of Tai Chi Chuan. Riker's like like plan that Cling with Beverly beforehand. Size, <laughs> Lieutenant Wolf teaches a class. The forms are very similar. Do that move again. They're doing some this warf exercise. Out? What's up? And they got this hotsy-totsy scene at the end. They kiss a little bit here, and then it gets even sexier when we go back to other Will. To be with him, you don't have to ask my permission. <laughs> the look in your eyes, I recognize it. He says that before it's he looks in her eyes, FYI. Uh, maybe he looked in her eyes through the reflection in the 
transparent aluminum. <laughs> Matt fixed We've it. We both had relationships with other people. This is different. I didn't know how you. You weigh more than me. Flattered, sort of. This must be very strange for you. Ever since he came on board, I find myself thinking about the choice that you and I made. Me too. You mean that you made? <laughs> Do me a favor. Be careful. Well, I know you and he have had some problems. That's not what I'm talking about. If he had gotten off the planet instead of me, don't you think he would have made the same choices that I made? Obviously. <laughs> I just don't want you to be hurt again. You know, good advice. It's coming, true. Coming from one Riker to another Riker. He's still bothered, though. Yes, of course. This, now, now that he pointed this thing out at the beard, wasn't it? Uh, what did this other Riker, uh, you know, str- come on, clean it up, pal. <laughs> You're in Starfleet. Why don't you join us? <laughs> Weirded out. <laughs> Data and Warfare. The game is five card draw, no limit. Andy it's like Matt plays. Uh, I play Hold'em. I don't play Five Card Draw. No. Is it No Limit? Yeah. This is genius. Lieutenant? Three, please. To have Riker play Riker. I actually don't know that I like the outcome. I don't like that he beats he beats him so handily. Well, you also don't know if he's bluffing or not. That's what I liked about it. You don't like, know if like Thomas Riker's bluffing? No, Will. You don't know if oh. Will's bluffing. But that's what I'm saying. I like Will, that there's no resolution to that either. Will bluffed Thomas Riker. Or I mean, didn't, or he might have had the nuts. You don't know. I assume he is, otherwise he wouldn't have called him at the end. He doesn't call him. He folds. Doesn't, he tries to clean him out, doesn't he? He goes all in. Uh, yeah, but I think, then I don't think he calls the bet. No, thanks. Playing it safe. Let's find out. You in? I will call. Oh, Thomas doesn't call the bet. No. Right. So you're saying he's just trying to scare him out. Yeah, maybe. Another 100. But I guess my point is, he's clearly a more adept poker player than Thomas. Too long to be fooled by that face. Well, he's been playing for eight years longer with other people. Right. I just wonder, he seems, it seems like there's a theme running that it suggests basically Commander Riker is better, is just a more competent, better person, better, you know, more able person than Thomas Riker. So it is interesting. I agree with, because don't you think that you of eight years ago, you know, if you met you, uh, you know, if eight years ago you split off with yourself somehow. And that that, do that that other you was in quarantine for eight years. I mean, yes, I guess so it's interesting. Like, all right, all right. That's why I Andy. feel like the trombone is sort of a missed opportunity because I feel like it would be cool to have it be like right. he he play he he has a combat thing with him and he wins or he's more adept at engineering because he's been studying just you know being a a scholar for for eight years, you know, like that he's better at certain things. Because it's basically the episode suggesting if you cut yourself off 
from outside interaction, you're going to be worse at everything. I hope that's not true based on what we're all experiencing in quarantine. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that is a certain, that's certainly a way to look at it. But I, it does make uh, sense what you're saying that he they're just saying he's worse at poker because he hasn't been playing poker with people all these years. Well, they're not just saying that. I think they're saying that they're that their experiences are different, so they have become different people. Right, but they're not saying that Thomas Riker is better at anything. Uh, I would say he's better at um, uh, wooing Troy. Well, he's only interested in wooing Troy. He's not better at it. You're bluffing. Is your hundred and twenty more? That is a very small raise. Dealer folds. Well, you don't twenty what? One thing. We're- I don't think you can do that. A hundred and twenty more, unless it's a hundred and twenty more. I don't think you can bet. If he bets a hundred, you can't see his hundred and raise twenty more dollars. You have to do it in increments of the bet. Right. That's what I've decided. We're clear by now. Twenty dollars? Would that work? Hundred, hundred and twenty. No, it wouldn't. You'd have to raise more. Thank you. I don't have to go back for it, but I love. Said so you and I play things a little differently. Yes, go ahead. Uh, Fade folds or? I love when war folds. It just folds immediately. <laughs> oh, I think perfect. He's, he's like perfect Dorn timing. I just want to watch this. So. Oh, I, I feel like it's. I feel like he does it with just like I fold because it's like he's he knows he's not going to beat anybody. Why don't we wait and see who comes out on top? I thought you were willing to settle for second, Commander. I've never settled for anything in my life. I know what I want. I know what I've got. And you'd be lucky to do so well, Lieutenant. Um, you got the promotion because of the Medal of Valor. Is your 20? Both would have- <laughs> <laughs> it's true. more. <laughs> you didn't get a promotion now just because the other won. guy already got the promotion. Or not. <laughs> Why don't we get this over with? I'll call you three, and I'll raise you anything you've got left. Well, take it. You always had the better hand in everything. But We've been the same person except for the last eight years. What are you talking about? <laughs> you've had the better hand for eight years would have been more accurate. I broke Shut up! Hand. I broke my hand <laughs> shortly after I was left on the planet, so your hand has been better, obviously. <laughs> on the candy. And considering how long I've been out of commission, it's an amazing opportunity. When would you leave? In about a week. I see. Deanna. After I've served for six months, I'm eligible to bring family aboard. If we got married... You said those exact words to me before you went to serve on the Potemkin. I know. I was just held up for a while. But if you hadn't been, what would have happened between us? I wouldn't have made the mistake of leaving you. I know that much. But you're about to do it. You're about to do it again, you dingbat. Mm -hmm. Oh, Riker. He's got a valid point, though. It's just like to not to not follow to not follow his career and to be on a ship with the other Riker 
That's a little bit tough to swallow. Well, it's also like, I'm always concerned. I'm always about my career until it's the career makes me be captain. And then I'm not about my career. I'm about staying here on the Enterprise. Well, that also is true. And I guess if he really was as committed as he said to Deanna, then right. he would chill out and just Mentally. handle the breaker part of it. You ready, Commander Data? You're with me, Lieutenant. I thought Commander Data's expertise doesn't take that much. Android power, speed, ability, strength would be much better. Uh, yeah. Expertise Which turned out to be, uh, would have been very useful <laughs> based on what happened. I can handle it. He could turn himself into a bridge. I could walk over him. <laughs> he could pick me up and jet leap across. I wish Data had been like, you know, when I met Lore, I felt very similarly. Oh, yeah. That would be a Lieutenant. I'm curious about something. If you met a double of yourself, would you have difficulty interacting with him? I think so. Why? I am not easy to get along with. Hmm. <laughs> the Commander Riker and Lieutenant Riker are... <laughs> I feel like I want to look up that moment. Because to me, Dorn has like six lines in this episode, and he crushes every one of them. And that is like one of them. I mean, that's a lot of, on Spiner, too. It's just like the, hmm, yes, that's true. You're, <laughs> you're not easy to get along with. And then the quick snap of his neck, like just like to go, what do you mean I'm not easy to get along with? So funny. Yet they seem to have trouble getting along with each other. I have found that humans value their uniqueness, that sense that they are different from everyone else. The existence of a double would preclude that feeling. Could that be the source of the friction? Well, perhaps it is more a matter of seeing something in your double. Something you do not like in yourself. That's it, I'm telling you. This, by the way, this whole thing like seems like he's just luring him to kill him. It does. And take I guess place. that's what the reversal is. This is not in the script. Uh, Worf considers. I think so. Why? I'm not easy to get along with. Data can't disagree. There's no indication of the comedic moment. So I also give uh, LeVar credit for that. Well, Data can't disagree. It's right there. Yes, but it's not. It's Well, then maybe it's all on Dorn because he's... I think having Data go the, hmm, and then shaking his head like, yeah, and then having uh, Dorn look, like that's not written in the script. Right, right, right. It's leaking ion radiation. Why didn't you report this? It wasn't here before. This must have just happened recently. If we have to repair this conduit, we won't have time to access that computer core. Maybe if there was someone around who wasn't affected by the ion radiation. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? Klingons are affected by the... Oh. <laughs> we should have sent data. Scan it now. And then he's a real dick about this. It's, uh, Commander Riker is just a dick all around it's in working. this episode. The radiation levels are dropping to normal. He like he like practically rolls his eyes. Like oh yeah, the head. He's been on the planet for eight years. Give him, give him, cut him some slack. Come on! Time! 
I wish Dana came behind and pulled them both up with one. <laughs> By the scruffs of their shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Silly humans. That was a spicy meatball. <laughs> just look at each other. Anyway, they restored the link. Happy, happy days. The Gandhi's going to go on a terraforming mission. Not yet. Come in. I'm sorry. It's all right. Just prevented me from kissing something. her one last time. <laughs> My quarters are full of things that I suppose belong to both of us. The least I can do is give you this. That's pretty nice of him. Thanks. Good luck, Will. I'd also like everything else in your quarters. I actually thought I might go with the name Thomas. <laughs> your middle name. Everyone in the I room knows really that. Are Why different. did you say that? I never really cared for that name. <laughs> well, I sort of like it. Means I'm not you. I better get going. So awkward. awkward. So awkward. Kisses her in time. front of the other Riker. It's okay. You still have a Riker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was second chances, everybody. Um, really huge. I feel like this. I mean, obviously, there's been episodes with doubles before, and I think. Is it the enemy within that's the one where, where there's yeah. two Kirks? Yep. So they've obviously done it before too, but uh, such a nice episode for that. And also, have you seen Moon? No. The they Rob do Moon that. Movie? And I think there's even a little bit of like kind of one double trying to save the other double kind of a thing. That's uh, I hope I'm not ruining it for anybody, but uh, really good movie, by the way. Look, if check it was it out. a spoiler, you wouldn't say it. You're so against spoilers. And there's a, uh, I feel like it's the central premise, so I think it's okay. But the, uh, and there's, um, there's, a, I think there was a Spider-Man run with stuff about a, a Peter Parker clone, where it was basically a similar kind of thing. There's that very famous comic panel with the two Spider-Mans in it. There's also, there's also that. Um, anyway, let's do the MVC. All right. <laughs> Is it Riker? Is it Riker? I think it's Will Riker. <laughs> uh, it's Commander Riker because he saves the other Riker. Yeah. Although the first Riker is the one that gets the information out of the planet that everybody was so hot under the collar about. Do you want to split it between William and Thomas Riker? <laughs> I think it probably is. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's split it between split William it and between Thomas William Riker. Between William and Thomas Riker. <laughs> They're not going to be happy about that. <laughs> um, I really like it. I think it's really good. I think it's fun. Um, I think it's a really smart rendition of this. I would have liked even more stuff like the poker scene. I would have liked a little bit more explanation about the stuff that I'm talking about where it's like, why is this Riker 
better in this situation and make the other Riker better in certain things from having been alone. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I really like it, and I really like the handling of the Troy relationship. I think that's a really interesting analysis of, like, well, what if you were sort of frozen and could do it over? Would you just make the same decisions? So um, I give it an eight. Uh, Andy, you're, I think you're pretty close to correct. I'll, I'll give you a passing <laughs> grade. Most, I'll give you a passing irritating grade. Irritating development of this, this recent <laughs> aspect of the podcast. Uh, it's a seven. It's a seven and a half for me. Oh, I was so close. You were so close. You're so close. But then I'm letting you. I'm putting you forward to the next episode. Uh, you're getting through. Uh, you're going to Hollywood. Congratulations. You're going Yay! to Hollywood. I did it. Um, but I would say it's a seven and a half. All that he wants is another baby. <laughs> I don't watch it often. I don't rewatch it often. I do yeah. wish there was. Um, I think I wish there was a little more development on the Thomas side of things, like and what like, he was doing like down what there. He had and... been through, and like, yeah, yeah. Had he started to break at all? Like, you know, how was he? How was he getting through? I know there's a little bit of like, oh, I was, you know, you, Deanna. That's how I got through, but. Yeah, I agree with you. He's definitely like a more self-pitying kind of reactive Riker, and I and I and I think it's implied. Well, it's because he hasn't been around people, but I would have liked a little bit more of an actual discussion about it. Yeah, um, and uh, on top of that, I think uh, I, I would have been more interested in Picard's sort of opinion because I think if Picard had like sat down with Will and explained to him about like you know. When I lived an entire lifetime on that planet from that probe, I came back and I was very different than I, you know, like he'd like has some experience with the, with a duality and like Locutus and Picard and Picard and, uh, what was his name on the other planet? Uh, in the inner light. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. So like, I think that that would have been an interesting sort of, uh, check in, you know, check in with Picard. And, right. I just yeah. like a couple of missed opportunities. But I it's time to that. watch the trailer for Timescape. One of Matt Myra's <laughs> favorite episodes. Here we really? go. Really? Yeah. A very 90s title. This I remember I ran into the podcast late. LeVar Burton was on the Nerdist podcast, and I ran in late, and I started talking about Timescape, and he didn't. he couldn't remember the episode. And I was like, how do you not remember Timescape? <laughs> <laughs> Time suddenly comes to a dead stop. My God leaving the Enterprise frozen in the middle of a devastating attack. Dr. Crusher has been hit by a disruptor blast at point-blank range. Now, a race begins to rescue the past. The explosion has already occurred. Before an enemy awakes. As the clock ticks toward annihilation. Next time on Star Trek The Next Generation. Some extra gets blowed up in that one. Oh yeah, you gotta get some blows ups, some pew pews, some time uh, traveling, almosty kind of stuff. It's just it's Looks fun. I really do thoroughly enjoy that episode, Andy. Thank you for hitting me up and being willing to do this podcast between uh, not feeling good and therapy. I appreciate it. Now the you're gonna have it. therapy clean you up uh, completely. Now I'm gonna go hit some therapy. I'm gonna. I'm going to talk to my therapist about how I was in love with them, but chose to go on to my next assignment. Oh, wow. That's going to be a juicy session. (laughs) (laughs) Disengage.
Andy, I think we should beam back into the show. <laughs> All right. Here, Here we, we go. go. <laughs> oh, goodness. We are. Oh, hey, everybody. Hey, sorry Hi, about that. Guys. False, that false disengaged. We re-engaged. <laughs> or engage, if you will. Uh, we're back, and we're back to thank our patrons that we for neglected for the month of uh, January, February. We're just We're just trying to catch everybody up. This is our up-to-date list as of today, February 15th, 2021. Huh. Andy, how has 2021 been for you? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that it could be much, much worse. People really have had their struggles. But, uh, you know, personally speaking, uh, not the best. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta swing that back at you and say, ditto. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, 2021, I'll get a vaccine. But instead, I got COVID. So, yeah, let's head over to the president's circle and start saying some thank yous to everybody who's watching WandaVision. That's what this episode's all about. WandaVision, episodes one through six. Here we go. No, I'm kidding. kidding. <laughs> there have been, been a couple of people prodding us to watch some WandaVision I, you know, the Patreon. I enjoy it, and it'd be interesting yeah. to get our takes on the sitcoms, for sure. Sure. The United Federation of Planets Presidents of Oh boy! Oh, it's the inner light. Oh, it is a good use. Of that. I got to hand that to Picard. It's a good choice for uh, for the theme. Oh yeah, that flute music—that's yeah. what I call it. That that that. What do they call it? What's the name of the flute? Pan flute? No, the, the name of the flute. No. Tin whistle? No, no. It's called ri- Risikin. Oh, yes. I don't know. Guys, you know the other thing, Andy, that they say about um, COVID is like you get like short-term and long-term memory just like kind of turns into Swiss cheese. Yeah. And I agree. <laughs> I I cannot even imagine if I had that extra <laughs> hurdle. It is a layer. <laughs> For the rest of my life, I would never go know, like, is this just the idiot I was before or is it, this because of the COVID? <laughs> it really affects me as a person to go... I think I know what I think I think I know the trivial answer to this dumb thing. Yeah. But to not really know it, it's a bummer. Well, at least you'll have an excuse for the rest of your life. Well, look, I'll tell you what's not a bummer. The fact that we have so many wonderful President Circle members to thank. Uh I'll kick it off, Andy. We're gonna go ten at a time. See if we're counting correctly. Everyone count along at home. Ready? <laughs> this is wrong. We already know the first are gonna be nine. Uh, oh no, because you're gonna do it to ten, right? I'm 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 gonna write I'm gonna say name. <laughs> Thank you, name. Thank you, Lieutenant Name. <laughs> Tyson Cantrell, Dave, Thomas Bowater, Jacob Parik, Brian S. Oh my! Okay, here we go, Brian. You got Brian, some tough ones up Brian top. S. Siegenth- Siegenthaler. Siegenthaler. As always, if you would yes. like the correct pronunciation of your name, please put it phonetically next to your name in the Patreon entry where your name is. Candace Homan or none. <laughs> Wim <laughs> B. This feels like Andy went in and is fucking with me. <laughs> uh, Ian Clark, thank you. Tyler Jennings, thank you. 
Justin Krapf, uh, Chris Carlisle, Jennifer Coffinbarger. They do sound like almost like <laughs> Jennifer Coffinbarger. Fake, Hello. fake uh, either superhero or supervillain. Clem Fandango. Thank you. <laughs> just, he was just showing me a little uh, toast before we uh, started. It was uh, very entertaining and very old school with silly Great names. Great show. Uh, Lauren the Elorian. Oh, Lauren uh, the Elorian. Oh, very smart. Dominic Zepeda, President Woods, Lieutenant President Woods. <laughs> Unless your name is President Woods. But even then, it's Lieutenant President Woods. Victor Romero, Gordon Burnett, Lieutenant Joey Trashbags, <laughs> and Lieutenant L. All right. A big thank you to Timothy Doherty. Uh, Mladen from Michigan. Right? Am I not yep. correct? Yeah, I assume so. I don't uh, know if that's correct pronunciation. But. Vince Butler, Matthew Bitts, Joseph Lanter, Matthew Asakanen, Andrew French, Chris Bonnie Latrell. Latrell? Latrelle? Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Kyle White, we're so sorry. We love you all. <laughs> Please put the phonetic spellings if you want them. Uh, Lieutenant Christie, Jonathan Munoz, Munoz, uh, Martin Thomas Couture. Jennifer Cable, Laura Kincaid, Larry, Brad Harris, Valer Rorick, Ted T, and Jonathan, John Douglas Forrest. Uh, Lansa, Jeffrey, wondering if Spot is a flurkin. Could be. Alien Cats. John Dews, Ryan, Angel Cruz, Nathan Sweet, Christina Saad, Martha. Oh, the Doctor's Companion from the third season. Rick Berry, Michelle Hanna, and Kit Gates. There you go, Andy. Uh, Lieutenant Keats, Lieutenant Christopher L. Mitchell, John Macy, Lieutenant Jim, Pizza Shrapnel, <laughs> Maddie H., Rob Wisdom, John Matthews, Niles Adereg. AJ, Miss J, MST3, Katie, Archie Palms, a.k.a. Verding and Nooseness. <laughs> It's the trap he sets for us every time. Maddie Chappie, Brenda Rexing, Zach Engberg, Natasha, named after Tasha Yar Harrison. Nice. Husker, Danny B. Look, LCDRTSF. Edward Sides, Lieutenant Patrick, Lieutenant Daniel Weiss, or Weiss, uh, Nameless Bond, uh, Andy Wally, Lieutenant Mark Rossi, Rossi? Uh, Lieutenant Isaac Boatset. Uh, we, what we kind of do is we uh, at least I do is I, I just give it like three different reads when I'm not sure. Um, Joel Aaron's Benjamin Lyons and Samantha Navarro. Oh, Alexander Markowitz, Mad Seb, Megan Clark, Laura Munoz, Jeff McGregor, Mike Boo Knackley, Matt Evans, Sterling Moffat, the mediocre and average Doug. Doug, don't be so hard on yourself. Hannah Silver. And thank you to Matthew Koch. Thank you to Jen Jenkman91. Thank you to Kerry Hunter. Hmm. Kiri? No, Kerry. What do you think that's pronounced right there? I know. How would you say that? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> it's got a capital K E and then a dash and then an R I. But I don't. Oh, I, I think she's just saying it's a hard K. Kerry Hunter. Um, Jason Leach. James with a, uh, I can't do this. Okay. James with a South African accent. Holloway. Andy's accent corner. Animo Andy, tú puedes. It's gonna be shit. 
diplomatic immunity. Adam Ringland, Roberto, Kevin S. Brooks, Adam R. Murray, I the cat. Shelly, uh, Queen of the Shelliac, Vassil, Jeffrey Maddox, George Porter, Katie Brozek, Michael Parsons, Jess, who is now friends with JJ because attraction, like Star Trek, should bring people together. Grace, Ellen, Meixner, Baron Von Pooh, <laughs> Charlie, Matthew, Tome, Thomas McGown, Jack, Jack Diamond, oh, sorry. Commander, no problem, Commander Junior Grade, John Weggy, Todd Har- Harmon, Garrett Avelar, Avear, uh, Sean, Lieutenant Heather Knight, Lieutenant Megan Brady Wright, Lieutenant Peter Goodwin, Lieutenant Matt Snyder. Andy, I'm making the executive decision. I'm now going to read 20 names in a row. Are you ready? Exciting. Okie dokie. Scott Farley, Heath Korsgen, Gregory Duryan, Daniel Heron, Tamika Mitchell, Robert Cat, Lieutenant Sean Moore, Sean Daly, M. W. Sean Cameron, Andy Benton, Darmok, and Sinatra at the Sands, <laughs> Trev Eliason, Patrick Reese, Jonah Brulette, David Kay, Jonathan Feller, Peter Ballard, Nick Lenchner, Anthony Deacon, uh, and over to you, young man. David Veenstra, Scott Goki. Uh, Lieutenant John King, Lieutenant Tom Bondurant, Lieutenant Kelly Sweeney, Michael Rossi, David Pinson, uh, Stephanie Dyerson, Stephanie Dyerson, wanted to give it a clean read, Derek Knighton, Jonathan Bruno, Carrick Jones, Lieutenant Parker Davidson, Zach, it's Birds of Prey, look it up, positive adjectives, McCullough. Post positive, look it up, post positive adjectives, McCullough, there you go. Uh, Tanner Wilson, Noah Sudret, Braden Cadinelli, John Zates, Brett LeBlond, Lieutenant Sean Lyons, and thank you to Carolyn, McNa- Mac- uh, Carolyn oh, McNamara. That was nearly a flawless run, Andy. I know, I know. Thank <laughs> you. I thanked you by, by uh, screwing it up. James McLaughlin, uh, Christopher the Imperfect Mate Bateman, Mr. Thomas J. Marr, Hayden, Sarah Fancies, Justine Adamek. Philly G, Rose Harless, Adam. I'm like, why does the Star Trek music sound not great? And then I realize it's the music to Star Trek Into Darkness. Michael Giacano, <laughs> you are a wonderful composer of many, many things. Thank you. Uh, Wait, I thought you were leading in saying it didn't sound good. I'm leaving this conversation about composers right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't remember where I left off, so I'll just say uh, Rose Harless. There and you then... go, Adam and JP, Brendan Teske, Craig Little, Daniel Brown, Kevin Polly, Lieutenant Jeremy D, Stephanie Simmons, Adrian Cop, Kenny Meehan, Matt Fader, Timothy Cesarano, and Theodore Zadazello. Hempus the Ender, Trevor Kozdrowski, Sam Pass, Lieutenant James Mainaro, Chris Yates, Christopher Mitz, Benjamin Garcia, Paul Magnus, Calabro, uh, Daniel Fashing, Debbie Lemon, Mark Iseri, uh, Patrick, Steve Hess, Bob Blair, Lieutenant Catherine Gartner, Lieutenant David, Lieutenant Michael Collins. Thank you to Matthew M. Columbus. Thank you to Nelson Helwig. And thank you so much to Amy Pointer. Oh, and 
while I'm at it, Andy, I'm going to go ahead and thank Joe Lenzen, Sante Mastriana, Jeff Caramaza, Amy Gibbs, Laura Palma Blandford, Philip Hanshai, Teddy Jordan, James Tuttle, Candy Lineup. I'm into it. Michael Shade, Brian Stromez, Corey Corbett, Jiminy Jillikers, Feldybumpf, Bill and Ted Minute, Cedron Law, Ed Mundy, Ram Bush, Miguel A. Moretta, Mickey Melton, uh, and Winston Stouffer. I went too far, but Andy's going to pick up where I left off. Lieutenant Leon Kassab, Adam Dodge, Pat E., Grant McGuire, Daniel Permit, Jonathan Anderson, Adam Sullins, Lieutenant Nick G., thank you to Molly Murphy-White, thank you to Amanda Murphy, Lieutenant Beth Clark, Julio, Greg Lotta, the great and terrible Lizak, Jeffrey Baker, thank you to Adrian Bing Clark, thank you to Josh Moore, thank you to Roberto, thank you to Gwethelyn Williams, thank you to Joey G., thank you to... Oh, oh yeah, it's okay. I'm doing, we're all messing up here. John is, G is the last one. John G, Cedric Clark, Jane Suhomsky, Lucas Swain, Jay from ScienceDiv.com, the Tribble People, Sarah Friedman, Chad Wavel Jimenez Dax, Rob, Michelle Fairbanks, Delphi Blues, Elizabeth Story, David Fiora, Richard Phillips, Todd Meyer, Igsha, Andrew McClure. JJ and Jess at Tanagra, the pizza good. Uh, there's the JJ from the previous. Remember? Sure. Thomas Ties together and Jonathan Misner. Whoa, Andy, go ahead. Denise Kupferschmidt, Dylan Ekmalian, Lieutenant Tara Hunter, Lieutenant Jeff Weiner, Weiner, Lieutenant Judge Four Three Nine, Noah Smith. Andy Puckett, I'm an astrophysicist, not a steward. Mm-hmm. Trenton Hoyt, Lieutenant Darren Gleason, Edward Andre Acevedo, Mark Redeninius, Mark Redeninius, Mark no. Redeninius. Redenius, I think is how Mark you Mark Redenius. Yeah. Yeah, that seems right. <laughs> Lieutenant Steve Thomas, Daniel St. Louis, thank you to Melody, the one in Australia. Kieran O'Sullivan, Ryan Hecht. Jerry Brown. Andy's <laughs> accent corner. It's gonna be shit. Joel Greenbow <laughs> and the Cham Chamberlain. Luke Barrett. <laughs> Kellen oh. Adamson. That's it's, the one I should have read in the yeah. Irish accent. Anthony Trepicione. Anthony Trepicione. Rutger Hauer. I can't All do right. a. Uh, I can't do a Dutch accent. I'll take uh, over. Tim Shields. Uh, Scott Watson. Amber Schmidt. Tom. Hagopian, John Lynn, Cave Art on Facebook and Instagram, The Dude Never Bowls, The Good Pizza to Cover Up the Bad Pizza, Zach Crum, Hiss, Eric Vanover, at Erica Laughing, Commodore 6D4, A Werewolf with a Chinese New Year. And it is indeed the year of... The Werewolf? I think the Ox. <laughs> David Landau, Joe Shall Distance More. Please do, Joe. Tim Collins, Thomas Nettleton, Glenn Wakeley, Brian Rewinkle, Frederick Rombouts, Daryl the Animal Noy, Kaitlee M. Catherine, Jeff the Human and Maximus the Dog. How long can a profile name be this long? Wow, this is longer than I would have expected. Good Lord, the letters. Secunda! <laughs> yes, <laughs> Elliot. And I'm Tim Glover. <laughs> Lieutenant Nick, thank you. Lieutenant Dan Billing, thank you. Lance Daniel Hepper, thanks so much. Alexander Cruz. Jonathan Sourshell, Jonathan Leader, Lieutenant J.M., 
Uh, Ted Marth, Joe Blow. Hi, I'm Matt McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I know what he wants. Uh, Ian Werner, Ian Werner, Mike Roberts, Cody Stanley, Stephen Cotter, Andrew Brenneman, Don the Don Donson. <laughs> Did I go too far, Matt? No. Matthew Diedrich, Jeffrey Child, Rob Baptiste, Matthew L. The L stands for L cars went. All right. Mm. Then we have Dion. It's pronounced Dion, like the popular 90s singer, Celine Dion. But in parentheses, Mariah Carey, remember we finally got that joke? Someone explained to us ad nauseum? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was our stupidity. Novacek, John Turin, Alex D. Gleason, Carmen DeHoog, Eric B., Stephanie McVicker, Aaron, William Temin, Adrian Carter, Marcus Erlinson, Andrew Reeves, Matthew Dillon, Matthew Smith, Matthew Cutler, Rob Sabin, J.C. Shaggy, Matt Schaefer, Jeff Millies, and Lieutenant President Preston Foster, no matter what Matt says. Risa Kocek, uh, Simon Harper, Linda Dilbeck, Ryan Solo, Lieutenant Daniel Stenrud, Christina Peck, Truck Barnes. Thank you to James Carrier. Thank you to Sofa King Cool, Matt Wipert, uh, Chris... Leopold, Chris DQ, DQ but fancy, uh, Marcello Vida, the specific actor trainee. Thank <laughs> you for your support to the school. Joe Sullivan, Jeff Jenkins, Wabash Kozak, the Peter Shern, Lieutenant Jeremy, Miriam Centeno, Kip Corbett. All right, and thank you to CD Seth J Boudreaux. My good pal, Jesse Tushinsky, spent many a year at the Apple Store with him. Andrew Polkrang, Aaron N., Joe Moran, a.k.a. Muscles Ripley, Stalwart Neelix Defender, currently adrift in space. Mike Laban, Mr. Bundy, Scott Bradley, Richard Craig, Brandon Callinger, Nathan Haney, Richard Wilkinson, Alex Caricchio, Andrew, Michael, Barber the First, Jason Brown, Ben Badnock. Secret Hail, please, please, please do an uh, app on Love Inc. Oh my God, that would be amazing. <laughs> Gary Martinez, Why? could we get a hold of it? Andy, is it available for purchase anywhere? Why would you do that to anyone? Can you I get mean, it I assume it's it's airing in Argentina somewhere because I get a couple of cents every once in Jesse a while. Jesse Glasby, Brian Deemer, CC Sadler, Zach Wilson, Michael Howe, Tim Siebel, Kyle Thompson, Rebecca Shavita. Gareth Case, uh, Jet Jurgens, and Jesse Hendricks. Whoa. Thank you to Derek Hawkins. Thank you to Robert Denton. Thank you to Lieutenant Claire Powells, Colin McEwen. Colin McEwen. No. Is it, is it, is it, is it Scottish? What is it? And I'm God. I don't know. Eric that was, the wrong, that was the wrong one. <laughs> uh, Rob Trevino. That's it. Uh, Raymond, Dave Howe, Kathleen Guzman, Christopher P. Gill, a.k.a. the chairman of the Borg. Chris, uh, Carl Dath, Kristen Scalisi, the goddess of carbs, Lieutenant Adam Hotz, Amanda Bootwell, Adam Rogers, Barry Wallace, uh, Handeza Kunte, Dan McLeod, Lieutenant Alexis Bousier, uh, Bousier, uh, CPMV, Grand Admiral Matuine. Uh, thank you to Kurt Kelly, Chris Bodela, Kim Vilsack, Derek Parsons, Katie Campbell, pronounced like two live crew rapper Katie Lang, uh, Jerry Canavan, Fred Copper. That was actually funny. I don't know why I breezed by that. Fred Coppersmith, Vanilla <laughs> Thunder, Ryan, not a Doctor Doom, Catface, Emily Eldred, C. Edwards, Kevin Corticus, Ross, the Headless Thompson, Gunner McLeod, Hubert. 
uh, Uridia. He's been around for quite a while. Thanks so much, Hubert. Brandon Davis. Thank you, Hubert. Nate Richmond. Paul Brisk. Lieutenant Commander Paul Brisk. Paul Brisk. Uh, uh, mentioned in the succession line. Jillian Randalls. Brett Jarrett. Robert Olson. The Kembles. Andrew Witzel. Mary Mack. Derek Westover. Lissy D. Tony Rideout. Trekaholic. Another Star Trek podcast. For all your other Star Trek needs. For Richard, I added the last part. Richard <laughs> Davis uh, and Will Holsclaw. Lieutenant Commander Jeff Mullins, Lauren Gleason, Donkey of Prey, uh, Tyler Rosewood, Joe Fermanek, Jason Sinclair, Lieutenant Lisa Gomez, Lieutenant Stevie Marie Nickel, also should be in the line of succession somewhere, been around forever, Mallory Duke, Elena, Alan L., Jason, who thinks of Andy as my friend, and Matt as my captain. That totally adds up. Mark Mitchell, Sir Reginald Pennybottom, Steve Harcourt, Katie Whitestone, Paul Sharp, Catherine Shimmins, uh, Christopher Colbert, uh, Eric Rumfelt, Dan Kostelik, Andrew Ingram, Chad Fate, Matt Weber, Andrew Gibson, Jason Rerend, Tish Wheeler, Daniel Perez, Matt Brick, Kevin Brown, Ben Roach, William Smith, Mike Webster, the Squire of Gothos, uh, Thomas Peering, Brian Adams, Paul Carley, Kelly Coe, Elizabeth, like the Queen, Simpson, like the TV show. Scott Austin, <laughs> Anders, Cage goes in the water, you go in the water, Shark's in the water, our shark, Peterson, Claudia, Brian Hellman, Karen Vanoff, Veronica Wisely, and Chief Tactical Officer Troy Ray, Mike Jones, Scott Burnett, Brett Euler, Stephen Price, Stephen Small, Christopher Finagy, Derek Atkinson, Sandra M., Foglegs, Mike Gaylord, Ron LeBlanc, Jeremy Miller, James Baker, Professor of Humanities, Laura McCarricker, Frederick Roa, Jonathan Wentz, Martin Hedegar Peterson, Jan Lippert, Long Live, in, Live Long and Dead <laughs> podcast, <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Lisa, Neil Studd Lambda One, Carolyn Land, DW. <laughs> Lambda One, Lambda One is in here now. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I hope I hope Neil Stud Lambda One has a much shorter Wikipedia entry. <laughs> Maybe he's the one that did the Wikipedia entry. Whiskey Ben seventy seven, Chris Nedjewitz, Captain Crandall, Linnea, uh, Linnea, Linnea Quinn, Quinn. I see. Shart uh, Carbuncle, Cody Wappenkamp, Brian McDonald, Chris Love, Ian Buckley. Tim Cullen, Lieutenant Sean Russell, and Tony King. Oh, and thank you to the remainders, who I believe in order are the senior members of this here President Circle. Luke, Morgan Rowe, Scott Lieberman, Alexander Perry, Diane M. Martin, Robin Larson, Katya Willishin, Simon, Tyson Klein, the red shirt that dies in the cold open, Kelly Newman, and Command Master Chief Robert Garrison. Thank, thank you, you Master Chief. Thank you all for listening to us. Uh, what I would describe as stumble through your names. <laughs> that's, that's what it should be. Yeah. They're not shout outs. They're stumbles. Well, we stumbled again this month, Andy. Join our president circle and you too will get a stumble through. Oh, get a stumble and four extra podcasts. What a deal. <laughs> Disengage a second time. <laughs> <laughs>